What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Thursday Night Crimson Capsules, the Thursday Night Roster, the second longest running episodic program here on YouTube. And we are back after a short intermission. And we're going to give you this story about how much it will actually cost you ninjas to have a legacy all right we hear this thing about having a legacy and having children we're gonna go break it down we're gonna go to the tail of the tape especially following that one guy the seven baby daddy guy the seven time baby daddy he's like i don't want to pay for the kids we're gonna kind of talk about that again we're gonna brush over it last time rushed it because we only used them for the toxic uh dating person segment obviously he's still dating and i would be say i don't care what you say that's a toxic approach if he's still out here getting peace leave and impregnating women however the other approach of it is why is he supposed to i mean the cost of uh of him uh, uh the cost of raising a kid is is irregardless right it's irregardless there's a great cost to raising kids and you might not really understand the direct costs of having your legacy okay you don't understand it like for instance we talk about traveling you don't understand how much it costs to actually travel okay even just a simple trip it can't be boiled down to, oh, it's cheap. Don't worry about it, all right, because there's added costs, hidden costs that you don't consider, okay? Same thing as, um, same thing as uh, you know, having a family, getting married, having a wedding, having a child, all right, going on a date. You know, we can say, oh, what's the average cost of a date? There's many, many hidden costs related to this. And, of course, when we're talking about money, energy, attention, and time, yeah, time aspect, the time aspect of being a parent. And uh, you might not consider that. It is very, very exhausting, meaning that you might think, oh, man, I can handle it. I can go to my job, come home, play catch with Jimmy or play drop. Mm. OK, play a little drop um, hitting cost in terms of what the people will tell you. Oh, it costs X amount of dollars to raise a kid. But that's just to raise a average kid. Mm. That's just to raise a kid that's going to sit there with their thumb in their mouths or their thumb up their ass. All right. So that's basically just the average regular kid. What about a kid that you might have some lofty goals? Right. You want to be like, well, I don't want him to be just an average kid. I want to invest in the kid. I want to talk about that. How much is that going to cost? He says, grab your shoe shine box, coach. How much does that cost? We're going to break that down. And we got a great show for you today. We're not going to belabor the point. There ain't going to be no messing around. No talking about busting raw up in older women today. We're going to talk about, we got a sports segment today uh, for CGA Sports. I might have to load up my intro. Might be a little sports segment. Uh, looks like Colin, Ka Colin Kaepernick, as I call him, Colin Kaepernick or Nickel Ninja, Colin Kaepernick. He's throwing his white parents under the whole bus, and apparently he did this in this mockumentary that I refuse to watch. I'm not a Kaepernick fan at all. But apparently now there's clips or he's out there. He got a comic book. He got a comic book where he's throwing his white parents, his white parents that saved his ass. And by the way, you guys got to remember, Kaepernick already got a white parent. You know what I mean? Like this is his white adopted parent. It's not he already got a white mama. We just got I think he, she got, he got a white mama. So we're not even talking about the white mama that abandoned his ass. We talking about the white mama that saved his ass. All right, that's what we talking about. Yeah, man. Here I come to save the day. 
his capper nickels must be running out because he got to throw. He done threw his white parents under the bus. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And the reason why I want to talk about it is we talk about being raising legacies. You got some ungrateful ass kids out here, man. These they gonna be uh, how old is Colin Kaepernickel? Colin, oh Sean Kemp. Oh, we should do Sean Kemp in the story too. We got we got two sports stories. How old is Kaepernickel? The dude has got to be thirty two. And now we going talking about his white adopted parents. This ninja man, we got some puss ass kids and parents today. What are we doing? And it's not even the kids, current kids. Yeah, they're kind of weak. It's the adult kids. <laughs> it's the adult kids. Adult kids are running around like Hulk Hogan. Like you, adult kids, that we have adults running around in America. This is why, this is why I don't like people. This is why I don't, I, I cannot stand people. You ninjas trying to blame everybody for everything. But in reality, you guys are losers. You guys are some losers, man. I mean, I say that with love. I say that with love. What is wrong with everybody blaming everybody else and unpacking shit and recovering from trauma? This shit is getting old. Is this getting old? Everybody go. <laughs> and I did this. You just a lazy bum. Kaepernickel, you're a bum. And you ended up a bum, 35. Everybody got to blame somebody else and everybody's some ungrateful pieces of shit. I mean, this is getting too far. <laughs> Somebody said depression is real. I, I know I got it at this point. Dealing with these losers. I would be depressed too if I was most of you. Looking at most of y'all's lives, I'd be depressed, too, if I were you. If I were you, because I don't have it, because I'm me. <laughs> but in looking at most of you, even Colin Kaepernick, I would be depressed. Look at him. I would have severe depression if I was Colin Kaepernick. Look at And, and most of you Americans running around here with your belly done lapped over your belt, I'd be depressed, too. <laughs> Look. It, it, this is getting out of control. You know what I mean? Like, if I look like most people, I would be depressed. So I get it. Maybe there's something you can do about it. Mm. I mean, come on, man. We got to take some personal responsibility. What happened to these days? <laughs> what happened to the days where people be like, damn, I messed up. I could have done a little bit better. You know what? I, I could have done a little bit better on this test. How about that? You know what I mean? Instead, oh, it's the teacher. If the test is racially biased, it's gender biased. Oh, my lordy. We got to fix this problem in America, or we can just say, we can just say for the people who want to hold personal accountability, don't, we got to leave these people alone. We got to leave them alone. Oh, man. So we got Colin Kaepernick. We got Tiger Woods, more trouble. We got Sean Kemp allegedly drive-by shooting someone, allegedly. I don't even know. I need to see the video footage of this. And we got the most educated in the world, all right? We got a lot going on, man. We got a sensitive group of people in America, man. Y'all just be like, what if you don't believe? All right, let's get to the show here.
Yeah, uh, Mr. At the Great Kaepernick, he blew his opportunity. That's a that's the bottom line. He literally did not sign the extension. He said, no, thanks. I'll gamble on free agency. And he shot himself in the foot. Mm. Proceeding to go one in 13 or one in 14. Come on, man. Listen. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, take the L. I mean, listen, I've been in situations where I had to hold that L. And I just said, you know, might as well hold that L and get out of the way. It's okay. Dollar sign CGA live on the cash app. Venmo coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal.me backslash coach Greg Adams. That's how you donate to the baby mama terrorist fund. Because a uh, child is a terrible thing to abuse. Indeed. And we got to hold emotional terrorists accountable at all times. All right. I don't have any income. I lost my job and I lost all of my investments in FTX. And I lost all my firearms in a boating accident. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, did I get? Oh, you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. He said, don't the Dolphins need a quarterback? Do they? They got Tua Tonga Maloa. All right, we got YouTube Trash Talker. Welcome back, Coach. Give me. He says, give the Kaylee that designed your new thumbnail a raise. They fire. Thank you, man. I'm going to have to give my assistant that works. Um, She's a, she's an intern. Allegedly. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. All right, shout out to Smart. RN1, he says, college, you better end up with letters behind your name or you wasted your money. Listen to coach, men, he's been through it. Yeah, man, if you go to college and you don't get no degree, that got to be just a, that's a waste of money. Waste of money. All right, success with me. Thank you for your super chat. We're going to be successful here. Loud Pockets, yo, coachy, it's Loud Pockets. Sorry, I'm MIA, but I gave up YouTube and the coach gang till Easter. Keep on coaching these simps. I'm watching the passion of the Chiefs right now. Have a good night. All right, shout out to you. Uh, Easter, when is that coming up? When is when is the Easter holiday? I really don't know. Jay Flo, I think you donated this as I exited. He says, you are the king of this ish. Coach gang. Oh, yeah, Tua does got T uh, CTE. Yeah, he got it bad, too. So, uh, yeah, he might. You know, Lamar Jackson still out there. I actually predicted Lamar Jackson ain't going to do nothing in the NFL. I was like, he ain't going to do. He's kind of, I, I looked at him as overrated. He has great value, but of course, he probably going to sign with the Raiders, me talking all this shit. Mm. He probably going to sign with the Raiders. But I've always said he's not going to win the Super Bowl. He's not, he's not, he doesn't, he doesn't pose a threat of winning and carrying a team. All right, but he's a, he's an amazing talent. Uh, but, um, it would make no it would make no sense to have him in a number one wide receiver. Like I would not put him with a core group of receivers. Like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. He says he says he's an MVP. Yeah, but what does that have to do with winning in the playoffs? All right, playoffs. What does that have to do with winning the Super Bowl? So that's that's the number one point because if you. He says, uh, if you got a number one wide receiver like Devontae Adams, and every two plays, Devontae runs down the field, only to have Lamar Jackson run past him at some particular point within three seconds, what's the point? Mm. <laughs> like, what's the point of having him? You know what I mean? Like, what's the point? Like, one of them got to go. You don't need a number one receiver because I'm not about to run routes, come out, get into my step, jab, step, jab. 
You know what I mean? Turn that hip, turn back inside, cut back. And then as soon as I turn like that, Lamar Jackson run past me. I'm like, oh, shit. Mm. I didn't set up my seven-yard stab and jab. And then by the time I look back for the football, this ninja running past me. Like, what? Mm. <laughs> I ain't about to work on my damn footwork, do my jiggly ladders and shit, just so he can run past me every two plays. No, hell no. Scrambling. All right, come on, man. You got to think about that. You put in a team, you got a good tight end, a good third down slot receiver, and a number one receiver, and then you put him in the backfield. What? And then you got a running back. Why have a running back and pay running back and have him in the backfield? Why Why would you hand off to the, uh, to the running back when Lamar's the running back? <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, come on, bro. Hey, man, that's just how I look at it. I'm not about to be working on my footwork, jab, 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 step. Jab, jab, step, turn, turn my hip, turn back in, look inside. And he running on the damn base. He running the sideline up the field. I'm looking like this here. Oh, where does. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Maryland guy. What's up, coach? Apparently there's evidence coming out now that there's a type of bacteria in bacteria in our intestines, which is uh, determined by our diet and determines whether or not someone gets depressed or not. So mental health is coming down on to diet. You called it. Okay, I did. I did. I wish you guys, I wish people would be just happy. You know what I mean? Like, just be satisfied. Just be satisfied. I'm like, man, go get a good meal. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, drink some water, bro. Like, do some push-ups. Like, come on. Like, get in here. Like, you don't feel good. Like, get them push-ups in. Like, come on. Come on. <laughs> Go get some oxygen, run outside, put your phone down. You know what I mean? Let's go to sleep. It's 930. Like, go to sleep. Like, then wake up at six o'clock. Hey, <laughs> eat some fruit and veggies. I, it, it, I'm seriously giving y'all some solutions. It ain't like I'm downing the entire thing. I just be like, like, did you try this? You know what I mean? Did you eat a popsicle? <laughs> All right. The dictator says Lamar will win a championship on the Broncos. Did you say will? <laughs> all right you said will or you mean he's not even on the champ he's not even on the broncos is he on the broncos yet or you mean wood a aaron says i found what the ghost looks like type in the ghost G jeremy smith image search and you'll be in for a treat domestic violation uh oh uh oh uh oh uh oh somebody then told on somebody Somebody done told <laughs> there's a secret there. Just in case, I'll put that in my back pocket. Put that in my back pocket. Here we go. Sometimes some at some point might have to use that. There's great information, especially some people that hate me. I got some good ammo on people. All right. All right. Let's get into the show. Uh uh, last one says, uh, Mr. Spencer says, thanks for helping my bro. Is it uh, Leoski? Lowski? Bro Lowski? I'm not sure what that means, but thanks for helping my bro. I think you meant. But shout out to you, man. We are helping out here. As much as people think we're hurting. Helping. We're hurting. We're helping. Somebody said, my sports takes are awful. Stick to red pill. All right. Just so you know. How many championships has Lamar Jackson won?
Zero. Like, what the, man, what is y'all talking about, bro? Like, y'all acting like I reached out of left field and was like, well, the two he won before, he won't win no more. He literally got zero now. He's sitting on zip. You acting like I made it up. How many years he been in the league? I missed the super chat. No, I got it, but I'll come back. He been in the, how many years he been in the league? Do the math, mother sucker. Like what? He's sitting on Zippo. That's like some women walking around here at not at 42. I'm going to get married. You're wrong. This dude can't even make it to the playoffs. He be always getting hurt. What? <laughs> Come on, man. He ain't even. When was the last playoff game he played? He ain't even played a playoff game. And then where? When? His mama's his agent. I mean, but I, I think Lamar Jackson's cool. But come on, man. Come on, bro. Stop wishing. Anyway. Anyway, what are we doing here? And also, I'll add some more to that later. I'll put a little bit on it later. Shout out to my man, Smart RN. He says, men. Oh, I did miss it. I did miss it. I skipped right over it. He says, uh, and I, I skipped a couple people. Success with men, success with me. Shout out to you. And and smart RN said, men put a woman on a pedestal. She will look down on you. Place yourself first. Always, always first. Always first. And I skipped to the Lamar will win a championship with the Broncos. Shout out to you on that one. Hopefully he gets with a good team. All right. Hope he gets with a good team, and maybe he can prove me wrong. If he comes to the Raiders, I'm going to change my mind. All right, let's get into the first show right here. The most educated. The most educated. It says right here, uh, what's going on? These are some UCLA Kayleys. Let's go to the UCLA Kayleys. This guy, you know, um, I'm, a little, I'm a little suspect of these interviews because I think they're edited to show uh, only the wrong answers and make certain people look like fools. I'm often curious. As to if people answer um, the answers right, I want to know if they answer the answer right, like or the question right. But this guy's going to interview some women. He's picking on women on International Women's Day, and he's going to ask them some basics. And uh, he's not going to ask them what four hundred and thirty-eight thousand seven hundred dollars looks like. So there's that. There's that. You know, because like if he asks them what four hundred and twenty-eight thousand seven hundred thousand looks like. They might answer this like our girl. What was her name? Simone. So he, I hope he doesn't ask him that. Let's hear what these ladies have to say to these basic questions. Times two times one. Two. Which ocean is on the east side of the United States? The east one? Yeah. You're from, you're from New York, right? Yeah. Oh, Pacific? You guys know. Okay. So, you know. The east side of the United States, obviously, it's going to be the Atlantic Ocean. But she says the Pacific Ocean, which yeah, I guess, you know, she got a little confused. She got flabbergasted and, you know, a bamboozled. She was from New York, though. So I don't know how many New Yorkers know, but the Atlantic Ocean's on that side. You know, that's on the East Coast. Let's continue. I know this. I, know this. I don't know this. I bet you they know how to do something else, though. That's just my opinion. These people know how to post a selfie. See, you thought I was going to say something else. By the way, hello. 
Pacific? Bye bye. No, I I can't do the oceans. I don't do those. You can't do the oceans. There's really only two oceans for the uh, United States, and it's pretty pretty specific. I'm actually pretty decent in geography. I'm interested in geography. Um, I'm always looking at a map, but some people have no direction. They no sense of direction. They don't understand geography at all. So I really don't blame them. But these should be somewhat simple. Pacific. What is the capital of the United States? Man, these girls could get some biology books. That's for damn sure. But oh, I knew he was gonna embarrass us. I know, do we? I don't even want to think because I don't want to sound dead. Well, just there's no capital. Of the yeah, United literally. States. Is there no capital? Correct. Yeah, there's no capital of the United States. Obviously, all right, all right. There's no capital. So yeah, you know why would why would they think there there's a capital? Is that right? <laughs> no. Oh, you guys are UCLA we literally students. literally go to UCLA. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, daddy's dollars put the good use. You know what I mean? Daddy's dollars put the good use. The first two years, you know, these are definitely freshmen at the university or sophomores. I've done some dumb things. Yeah. Now do dumb things. And I'm again. sure they're Joe Biden approved. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> <I'm> two. <laughs> I, two, times, two times one. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. We'll watch it again. Two? Which ocean is on the east side of the United States? The east one? Yeah. You're from you're from New York, right? Yeah. Oh, Pacific? You guys know this. I know this. I don't know this. Pacific? No, I I can't do the oceans. I don't do those. Pacific. What is the capital of the United States? I knew he was gonna embarrass us. I know, do we? I didn't want to think because I don't want to sound dead. Well, just there's no capital of the yeah, literally. Is, it, is there no capital? Correct. Is that right? No. Oh, you guys are UCLA students. We literally students? go to UCLA. It's, uh, yeah. What are the three Kardashian sisters' names? Courtney, Kim, and Chloe. Chloe, Kim, Courtney, and Courtney. Yeah. Bonus points for the brother. Um, Robert. What? Rob. Two times two. Well, you know, we got our priority straight. So let's give them a win. You know, they tried. And of course, yes, they could get some books paid for a couple of them. A couple of them for real. All right. But it is what it is. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if people answer the question actually right. And they just edit those out. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the case. All right. So next story, quickly, quickly, quickly running down. Oh, is it time for sports already? Somebody already dissed my sports take. Who didn't even have evidence of me being completely wrong. All right. We got CGA sports more trouble for. And by the way, if you haven't followed CGA got games slash CGA sports channel, check it out. All right. Check it out. It's got to be somewhere. There's a link somewhere. I talk about sports. I don't post very much, but uh, at some point I will. Some point I will. You know what I mean? All right. So uh, let's get to this story. Tiger Tiger Woods is out here. Still in trouble. He got in more trouble uh, even from yesterday. And there was a guy who challenged me saying, Tiger Woods, girl, his ex-girlfriend ain't going to get a dime. I don't think you're going to know how lawsuits work, <laughs> right? I don't think you know how lawsuits work. And number two, Tiger Woods was dead ass wrong in the first one. Not with the NDA, but on the on the eviction. He's dead ass wrong. He going to take that L. He going to have to serve up a little bit of dollars for that one. Not 30 mil, but she going to get some money. L exclusive. This is Rachel Yucatel. Rachel Yucatel or Yuchatel. I don't even know. I remember. I think it's Yucatel. 
if you don't remember, she was the original girl when Tiger Woods news broke out. She wasn't the girl that called the voicemail, if I'm not mistaken, but she was the one who was described as a hostess in New York City. She was described as a hostess in New York City. Now, everybody starts saying, what in the hell is a hostess in New York City? Okay. People are like, what the hell does that mean? Like, she was like a hostess. You know what that means? She was a hostess. Never mind. (laughs) All right. Never mind. Like a hostess. All right. So anyway, Rachel, you could tell now because the first girl comes out. Guess who comes out later? What do I tell you about women? What do I tell you about women? Yes, a madame, if you will. Madame. Uh, she was a Heidi Fleiss. This is all alleged. All alleged. This is may, may or may not be true. Talk about a hostess. What? She worked at a restaurant at the damn. Anyway. But um, with that being said, she's now 47 years old. Break. Uh, Robert Blake died. I, I thought he was dead already, but shout out to Robert Blake. But um, now she's coming out. What, I, what do I tell you about women? Women, one woman comes out, then another one's going to come out, even if it's an old one. So one woman says, oh, something, and then here comes the other woman. This is just par for the course. This is what happens when you deal with women. Tiger Woods, it says right here, it ruined my life. Tiger Woods' ex, ex-mistress, the hostess, Rachel, you could tell, says being forced, forced to sign an NDA after their infamous 20. 20- 09 affair was abusive. Oh, Jesus. We cannot get away from these tropes. As golfer's new ex fights hit his bid to keep her quiet. Man. Y'all don't want to go to the junior college? Y'all don't want to go to the junior college no more. I see. Y'all still stay. So now she's forced. There you go again. I was forced. And now abusive. Man, God dang, man. This is getting out of control, man. This is getting out of control. Rachel, you could tell, now 47 years old, claims that there was an abusive nature in being forced to sign and being forced to sign an NDA only after her infamous affair with Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all, was exposed in 09. It is now 2023. Women do not just move on, do they? They don't move on to bigger and better things. This is why I always tell you, they're going to need you more than you need them. They never be like, oh, you know, I did this. It didn't go my way. I'll leave now. I'll take what I came in with. I'll go start earning my own shit. I'll leave. I'll be quiet. I'll move on. I'll be better than you. I don't need you, mother sucker. And they don't go live a better life. They just literally their rest of their lives be tortured and tormented and then be coming out playing the old violin here we go string that shit up right here oh my goodness <laughs> man what is going on with this people she is what how many years removed she's 12 13 14 years removed and still <laughs> i'm starting to get i'm starting to get, this is crazy man i tell you man they always going to remember about who been in that peace league and then if they are, if their life does not go like if they don't get their life together, guess what? The rest of their lives, they're going to be blaming you. 
Like I told you, I was getting a manicure and a pedicure, and I had them linglings rubbing all over me. They was massaging. I had one on this arm, one on this arm, one on my feet, one doing my hands, one rubbing my forearms. They was all over me. And I was listening to this old 60-something-year-old white woman talk about her two ex-husbands did her wrong, dirty. I'm like, your first ex-husband was damn near 40 years ago. You still ain't got over that shit? <laughs> it says right here, uh, speaking to Daily Mail, why are they talking to her? You, you could tell, argued her situation is different to that of her most recent, his most recent ex, Erica Herman, who signed the NDA at the start of the relationship. Uh, we know that Herman is showing. Let's see what she really talking about. There she is now. Broke as a mother sucking joke, I would probably assume. She's currently okay. No, 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 no. All right. Where, what does you could tell have to say? It says, it says, signing the non-disclosure agreement in the days after their affair, affair was revealed in 2009, it ruined my life. <laughs> Jesus. And left her unable to defend herself from public attacks on her character. I don't what, what does that even mean, bro? She took the L. She's embarrassed. You're the one having an affair with a married man. What happened to public shame? Shame, 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 shame. Yeah, why is Tiger even having girlfriends? I would have a whole bunch of I'm going to tell you what I would have. I would tell you why. We're going to show the clip. Hold on for a second. Let me see if I, I can find it on Tinder. All right. Uh, let's see. I might be able to find it on here. Let's see if I can find it. Do they have the video? They might not have it up. Nah, it's probably hard to find. It's probably a copyright on it. Let me see here. Yeah, oh, you already know. The Rush Hour 2 clip. Yeah, the it would be rush hour two for me, man. Be rush hour two. Damn, I don't got a good clip. And I tried to play it on here before, and I got a copyright notice. So let me see if I can find a, a at least a GIF, a GIF. Nothing. Nothing on Twitter. I, that's why I go to try to avoid a copyright strike. Oh, I think I found it. Oh, no, it's not the full GIF. Damn it. Damn it, you Twitter. But that's what I would have, the rush hour two clip. I'll find a photo. How about that? We just do a photo. Rush hour two. Hour two. All right, Chris Tucker. Let me see if I can find the clip of that. Yep. I this is it right here. This is this is the one right here. Let's pull pull it up. Pull it up on there for the share. Yeah, this, this is what I would be doing the whole time. Right? Why do I need a girlfriend, bro? Why do I need like a living girl? It'll be like this here, you know. That would be my black ass right there. Tiger Woods. I mean, he half Blasian too. It's right up his alley. I mean, no girlfriends. If I'm rich and wealthy, I would never have no girlfriends, you know. I wish they had the little clip where I could play it without getting the copyright. Let me see. Is this a gif? Yeah. Right there, there it is, the GIF. <laughs> this is the thing right there. I would be sitting up there like this. Yeah. 
And the clip is even funnier the way he do it. Yes, indeed. It's time, brother. Yeah. Hey. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> Yay. Let's go. <laughs> I need all the gifs. Where the gifs at? Oh, here's one. Oh, yeah, this is it. This is the best one. Yeah, this me right here. This me right here. There we go. I found the perfect one. Like, girlfriend, what? <laughs> yeah, that's brother's daughter. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. We must stay focused, brothers. We must stay focused. All right, that's what I would be doing. There's no question about it. Girlfriend? Man, please, if I ever made six figures, definitely would never have a girlfriend. All right, so, um, by the way, I'm broke. All right, so where are we at here? People, people are looking for me, bro. Private investigators after me is crazy. All right, so that's Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Forget, forget that chick, Tiger Woods. All right, let's get into Colin Kaepernick. What, this is going to be split our audience up because we do have pro-blacks here. And uh, I've checked comments on various pages and social media about this story. But we're going to get into the story here about Colin Kaepernick. Uh, this is why, this is why, man, you know, you guys want legacies. You guys want to be stepdaddies. You guys want to save these kids. Yeah, there's some grateful kids out here, but there's some ungrateful kids out here. Let's give you this quick story about Colin Kaepernick. Captain Nickel. He, um, you know, famously is a an adopted kid, and he. He's from, I think, is he from Wisconsin? I don't remember. He played fat football at Nevada, Reno. Um, these two white people took him in, you know what I mean? And had him a little pickaninny or capaninny. I don't know what happened. They probably treated him like a slave. I have no idea. Apparently, he's trying to give us an indication that they're racist mm. or at least prejudiced after raising him. As a picture here, I believe this is young Kaepernickel. And this is the daddy. He done lost some weight and a couple of chins. And this is the mama. So let's get to the story here. Colin Kaepernick accuses white adoptive parents of problematic upbringing and perpetuating racism. Guys, man, damn. Does it even pay to have, a, have kids now? My lordy. They be throwing you under the whole damn bus. The whole bus. Somebody says some, there's a reason why he's adopted. And he also apparently has a white mama, too. So it's not the fact that, like, when, when, when we get to why he's calling them racist, it's, it's kind of interesting. It, it brings up an interesting debate. Controversial football star Colin Kaepernick accuses his white adoptive parents of perpetuating racism in a new interview. This is a new interview. The football NFL, the former NFL star told, uh, and he hasn't won a Super Bowl either. And he never will. All right. I know he played in one, but he was doing the dual threat. It says right here he struggled growing up. Wait a minute. He struggled growing up. He struggled growing up. Nope. Damn. Imagine bending over backwards and, and hear your kids say they struggle growing up. <laughs> All right. Oh, my goodness. All right. What happened here? He struggled growing up with problematic. In a problematic household. Oh, my Lord. Man. Oh, the humanity. Woo. As through line. Wait, as through line. Oh, I think that's a typo. He details in his upcoming graphic novel, a comic book, Change the Game. I quote, I know my parents love me, 
but they uh, they were still very problematic. Man, this uh, this article got typos, but they were still very problematic things that I went through. <sighs> the ungratefulness. Of course, there's dude, there's nobody's perfect. OK, but here we go. It was important to show that, no, this could happen in your own home and how we move forward collectively while addressing the racism that is being perpetuated. The graphic novel tells the story of Kaepernick's journey from high school into the storied athletic career that heavily centered around his lack of choice in his future. His parents. Oh, my. Ladies and gentlemen, this shit is unprecedented, by the way. He's saying he did not have a choice in his parenting. Let that let that sink in. I didn't have a choice in parents. Nobody does, you goofy ass. What you talking about? Nobody get a choice. <laughs> what are we talking about? I was adopted. Get, let me let me get my mama didn't want me. My white mama, they left me. I was adopted. So I didn't get to choose my parents. News flash, you goofball. None of us chose our parents. <laughs> Goodness. All right, what else did you got to say? I'm you've lost me already. And then he said, uh, particularly, they, his parents tried to steer him in a different direction or the direction they thought, wait, that they thought was best. They tried to steer him in a direction. <laughs> this shit is crazy, bro. Okay, his parents particularly tried to steer him in a direction that they thought was best. <laughs> And which led to several fights between them and their adopted son. These are some, man, these kids today, bruh. What else do you got? One of their, dis okay, they tried to do what's best for me. Like, one of these disagreements illustrated in the novel was a fight over his hairstyle. Interesting. Kaepernick, he already lost me, by the way, but Kaepernick, in an attempt to idolize basketball player Allen Iverson, Wanted to embrace his blackness <laughs> by doing what? Wearing cornrows, but his mother pushed back. Interesting. Cornrows are black. Like that's that that's embracing your blackness. You black. I'm gonna. I mean, hey, I, okay. I mean, I get it, but all right. I mean, they are black, but they're they're also feminine and reminds me of jail. But let's continue. Maybe I'm the racist here. He's getting what roles his mother, Teresa, is cited as saying in the book. In reality, she allegedly told him, oh, your hair's not professional. Oh, you look like a little thug. OK, I mean, uh, are, is that the racism there? Let me continue. The conversation was his mother had continued to impact Kaepernick's life decades later, he said, even influencing his now famous Afro hairstyle. So his mother is, so he's wearing the Afro for his white mother. All right. It's also, it also uh, is informed. It also is informed why I have, what? It also is informed why I have my hair long today. Kaepernick said, okay, all right. 
the lack of racial harmony in his own home encouraged Kaepernick to find community elsewhere, he said. This is teenage rebellion. I get it. He chose to pursue a football career instead of a professional baseball career, both of which uh, prospects were equally achievable because there were significantly more, significantly more black players in the NFL than Major League Baseball. Okay. All right. Listen, that, I get the conversation. Kaepernick steals the hope. Hopes to... <laughs> Mm. Kaepernick still hopes to return to the turf (sighs) yeah I can't go with anything this dude said. This dude out in left freaking field. Where? What What league are you coming back to? Uh, the, what league? Where? You haven't been on the field since 2016, and he was ousted for kneeling during the national anthem in protest of police brutality and racial injustice. That's false. That is not what happened. He was not ousted out of the league for kneeling. Well, how, where was that? Tr- who wrote this article? Who wrote this article? Since then, he's worked as an activist and advocate for social justice issues and created a Netflix documentary with director Spike Lee that will detail his NFL protests. Okay. Yeah, man, dude, the X, do they just have XFL? They have the USFL. There's plenty of opportunities there. Hope to see him on the field. But what do you think? We're on the stud on the subject of legacy and having kids. There you go. All right, so you you go out of your way, you adopt a kid. You, it's a tough situation. Um, like if I had white kids adopted, I would never do it. But if I adopted a white kid or I married a single mother who had a white kid, I probably would be like, oh man, this is too much, right? There's a lot of in, there's a lot of things sensitivity wise. It's similar to a father raising a daughter, or you're raising a son, or your son's rainbow, and you. There's a whole bunch of things that you go through um, with siblings and parents. And it's not a perfect thing. And these people were put in a tough situation where they provided great opportunities for the guy. And and um, he's using one or two examples of some sort of racism where he's trying to identify. I get it. You know, even suburban kids go through this. I'm, I'm going to say the thug thing with the with the cornrows. There have been black people that probably black mothers probably would say the same thing. I know black mothers that have said the same thing about cornrows. During that time, especially during that time, as a matter of fact, if you think of some of the players that wore cornrows during those times, many of them did not have the best character. Weren't saying they weren't good men, but Allen Iverson, Michael Vick, and uh, Latrell Sprewell come to mind as opposed to the Deion Sanders had the corporate haircut. I mean, was 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 she being racist or was she saying that's kind of gangy? You know, I, when I was a kid, the sagging pants was a thing. That started just to become a thing. So my mother would be like, don't be, she would say, don't be sagging and bagging. She would always be like, no sagging and bagging. Um, Later on, sagging became more of a style. Baggy clothes, you know, uh, your basketball shorts in Michigan started to be baggy later on in my teens. But before that, we were starting to, the reason why the baggy basketball shorts came on is because we started sagging our shorts. So then then Michigan made the shorts just longer. And that helped the situation. So um, in that time, sagging was 
something you didn't do, and then it became a style. And now it's overboard. But when my mom said don't sag, was she being racist? Or was she being prejudiced against black people or, you know, inner city kids that sag their pants? It would go the same thing with cornrows. But sagging did become less gangbanger and more of an adopted style for hip hop. Same thing with cornrows. It probably was associated with jailbirds because jail dudes were the ones wearing cornrows. Then it became a style. So is the mom wrong? Is she, is she just a perpetual racist? And then the whole throwing them under the bus, telling them, you know, guiding him in the right direction, and he threw him under the bus. The ungratefulness of children, adult children today, is off the charts. The ungratefulness of children and, and this generation of people is off the charts. I don't even know why you would highlight that. You would you would have been better, more received and respected if you would have said, hey, man, my parents tried. You know what I mean? And talked about the positive things that they did instead of highlighting this particular issue in a comic book. I get it. But this is crazy, man. This is straight up disrespectful. People are just disrespectful. Gen Z, millennials, you guys are some of the most disrespectful people uh, to your parents in the history of the world. And I would be far just to say this uh, for you legacy dudes. We need to bring back disowning kids. Bring it back. When your kids become an adult and they throw your ass under the bus, let them know with impunity. Let them know. I don't even know if that makes sense. Let them know you are disowned. But of course, you're scared of your kids. Parents are scared of their kids today. You scared to discipline them. You scared to lose them. Oh, they're going to hate me. Man, hate me. I don't give a shit. Hate me. Everybody can hate me. Who gives a damn? I got a job to do. People worried about people hating you. Who gives a damn? I need you to do what you need to do. That's what I need you to do. <laughs> I need you to do your job. I need to make sure because this is my pro this is my I always say this when I when it comes to parents and kids. When it comes to parents and kids, either you run them or they run you. That's number one. Number two, kids normally, once they become a responsible adult, normally look back at your parentage and say, I'm glad you did that. Normally. But these millennials and Gen Z pull shit out of their ass for victimhood. It's no surprise that even when you give them shit and you're raising the suburbs, they still don't appreciate it. Number three, number three, you either raise them now or you're going to raise them until they're 40. If you don't put discipline and expectations and respect in them now, when they're 40, they're still going to be sitting up under you with their hand out talking about you owe me. I don't owe you shit. Just remember that you're an adult and what I did when you were a child is supposed to have you responsible as an adult. Now, if you miss the bus, that's your problem. But you ain't going to blame me in the end because I did my job. But people out here, this is crazy. You scared of your damn kids. <laughs> Come on, man. I'll be damned if I ever be scared of my kids. Hey, man, it ain't never going to happen. All right, I ain't even scared. I ain't scared of a lot of things. I ain't kids ain't gonna be it. And not only that, you got these people out here. These people bust their ass. I guarantee you, Kaepernick's parents busted their ass. They busted their ass. That dad, look at the daddy. This fat daddy went to work, 
This fat daddy went to work every day, busting his ass. Look at his collar on his shirt. I'm going to tell you about my father real quick. I used to look at my dad, right? My dad, he was a track runner. We were all track runners. And uh, my dad would be wearing some sneakers, right? My dad, you know, he 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 wasn't he wasn't wealthy and or by any stretch of the imaginations. But I would look at my dad and I would look at his shoes and I'd be like, damn, like, man, you ain't even trying. You ain't got no swag. It's embarrassing and so forth and so on. And I know my dad held his tongue. He's not a very eloquent speaking man, meaning he's not just going to hit you with words and great conversation. He's very reserved. He ain't going to say if he ain't got shit to say, he ain't going to say it. <laughs> That's my dad. He's like, I ain't got to say nothing to nobody. So. But if he opens his mouth, you better start listening. But what I didn't realize at the time was the great sacrifice my parents were making. He wasn't worried about his swag. He was worried about putting shoes on my feet. He also was worried about putting shoes on these other kids' feet and making sure we had food on the table, making sure we could get to school on time and we had lunch. See? See, you don't appreciate that. And I don't, and as far as I understand, Kaepernick does not have kids, if I'm not mistaken. So this is definitely something a person who doesn't have kids and understand what a parent sacrifice has. See, when you're a kid, you're 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, you don't remember for you legacy ninjas, you don't remember. You don't, you don't, um, you don't understand the sacrifice your parents are making. Every day they focus on you. There's not a thought, there's not a day that goes by that you don't think about your kids and providing for them, making sure that they're happy giving them opportunities, moving them out of the inner city, put them in the private schools, making sure they're protected. Kids don't understand at that point. And later on, if they have any level of respect for themselves or you, they will look back on your parentage with pride and say, you sacrificed for me. Unfortunately, Generation Z and millennials haven't picked up that lesson. These entitled brats are running around here throwing their parents under the bus after the parents made great sacrifices. And some of these other parents are helping them along with this. Some of these other parents are helping them along with these ideologies. Yes, you were a victim and your dad caused it or your mom caused it. It's sad. I can't side with Kaepernick on anything. And this is the straw that breaks the camel's back. This guy is a moron and he's a perpetual victim and he's the racist. And he's the the um, he is by far the most selfish individuals out here. That's what it is. And uh, yeah, dude, parents, parents have spent thousands of dollars and ate this, this dad and the mom probably ate out of tuna cans. You know what I mean? Top ramen and hot dogs, all kind of unhealthy things, putting their health in jeopardy for this punk kid. Punk kid. Who turned into no, he turned into a great nothing. That's what he turned into. A major disappointment. That's what he turned into. Forget the whole kneeling thing. That has nothing to do with it. And to be honest with you, he only kneeled because his ass was third string and lost his job. Everybody knows that. Only to do the dumbest, next dumbest thing, which was the what? Not sign the extension that was offered to him. Leaving him a free agent, 
not being kicked out of the league as this article posed. It was clear he did not resign. He chose to test free agency, and he lost a bet. Mm. Period. And nobody wanted to resign him. And sure, yes, he was blackballed for there. from there. Yes, he was blackballed at that point, but that ain't my fault. Your dumbass should have signed the contract. Mm. All right? It's simple. Personal accountability. That's what I'm big on. Be responsible for yourself, male or female. Any victims out here, go 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 choke on something, please. Go walk a sh- take a long walk off a short pier. <laughs> right anyway, and it is what it is. Let's get to these super chats. Then we're going to get into what? What what is this right here? Oh, we're going to get we're going to go back to the independent sisters. Independent sisters. Now they out here back in there when the economy's crashing, guess what? They want to be saved out here. It's crazy. Shout out to. Hopefully I don't miss anybody. Mask man says, coach, have you ever read any a uh, Aaron Rand's work? I haven't. The free agent lifestyle is stoicism and objectivism and Machiavellian uh, Machiavellian M all wrapped in one. I got to check it out. I need to really upgrade my reading. I haven't been doing so since doing so much content, but thank you. I'm going to check it out. Is it and. Is it Aaron Rand? I, I know that I know it, but I don't know it. Uh, Aaron, a Aaron, this morning you said something, but I don't think you realize how powerful it was. You said women think feminism liberated them, but all they got was the ability to get their own apartments. <laughs> that's what it is. All right, that's why we have more apartments built like crazy. He says I did the stink face and was like that brother spitting. It's so true though. All they do is work to pay bills and they become a taxable person as opposed to a head of household or a married person working and she gets to not be taxed. It was the best deception job by far. Great, great thing to get somebody out uh, of the household. It also left your children unprotected. And as you can see, what happens when your children are unprotected and no person is there to guide them when they get home at three o'clock, kids running the street till seven, eight thirty, no organization. Yeah, it's a fantastic thing. And I think overwhelmingly, if you read my book, The Evolution, it it basically gives you the scoreboard of feminism. Feminism was a abject failure. So much so, you don't hear much about it now because of the economy has been so bad the last three years. All right. But there's still some things around, but it's kind of foolish. I think what, what we need is humanism and order. Martin says, CG, I've been lifting weights and getting bigger. He says, now I'm thinking of wearing a T-shirt that says street meat. <laughs> How do you think the women will react? You're going to have some women come in grabbing your, ju- your junk. So you're going to be up for business. Don't listen to the women that be like, oh, no, there's going to be some women, some mastodons, too. Some old women, too. They're going to be ready, Freddy. Ro- Roberto Moreno, shout out to the GOAT, CGA, hardest working man. On YouTube, he says, I asked my 96-year-old grandfather a few months ago, he says, how were the women back when he got married? He said, the women of his generation sacrificed a lot. And yes, that's what, well, that's what marriage is. They sacrificed a lot. Um, The generation of women and men now haven't sacrificed anything. In fact, the millennials and Gen Z are, well, up until now, are some of the first people who've never had to, um, you know, make great sacrifices. They haven't. 
They haven't. And so this is what we have here. Uh, the role of the male and the female, especially when it comes to family, is sacrifice. So the women in that generation sacrificed a lot. Uh, but, yeah, I, I realize some a lot of women do want it to go out and work and be that and make their own money. And some of them were smart and some of them thought they were better than being what their roles were offered. More power to you. More power to you. But a lot of women aren't that. They're not built like that. So it's a great disservice to them that they can't choose that. Like that young sister that I played today, she was like, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. I'm 26. I don't got no goals. No pop. Okay, go be a wife. Nah. Mm. Hey, no, people will literally talk them down. I think somebody, uh, anyway, shout out to no government name. Thank you for your $20 super chat. Mr. Smith says, coach, it's me. Oh, it's Leowski, free agent. Is it? We're going to call you Elski. <laughs> All right, Elski. He says, Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. And he says, the best show ever. The best show ever. Indeed. I think, um, let me think something here. There was a video come out uh, by one of the conservative people about a woman who done hit the wall. Maybe we'll talk about that briefly if I have a little bit of time. Uh, where she's 20, she was like 26 to 28, and she realized she was running out of time. A lot of women are going to be in that boat, man. Shout out to Mr. W.B. Smith Jr. Cap is the definition of white privilege, if you believe in it, and he's mad. He said, when was the last time he threw a touchdown? Five for the junior college fund. Yeah, for real. He got to be the definition of white privilege, for real. I don't know what Kaepernick is on. I never understood him. Nothing he's done, I ever, I've never been on the same. It just doesn't click with me. Did I get no Did I get no government name, name, BH? He says, I notice a lot of celebrities, athletes, and entertainers starting up YouTube channels. The economy is real. What does that mean for the rest of us trying to build a profitable YouTube channel. It the well, we've seen this happen during C19, during the pandemic and in the uh quarantine. Uh a lot of celebrities jumped on. The pro the one thing you can believe is that they don't have the wherewithal and the capacity and effort to produce content as a YouTuber does. See, YouTubers know you got to be on here and you got to feed the beast. Celebrities don't have that much time, even if they hire people to do it. They can't produce the amount of content that we can produce. It's just too much work. This is also why you see this space dominated by males. All right. There are a lot of more females coming in and some of them are, you know, they're shading towards doing sexuality, putting booty pictures in the thumbnail. But even then they'll post two videos, but they'll get great views and all of that stuff. YouTube requires hard, hard work. YouTube is not Instagram. I counsel uh, some people on their social media. YouTube is not Instagram. YouTube is not OnlyFans. Okay, so these celebrities are coming on, got their podcast, and they're putting their podcast out. They might be put out two episodes a week and uh, give it about six months. They're going to they're gonna fall. They're going to fall by the wayside. They just don't have the interest or the capacity to do so. Uh, if, if we were talking about Instagram, Instagram and TikTok is a great threat, and OnlyFans is a great threat. Um, for celebrities getting in, introduced if you're a regular normie. So women who are on OnlyFans, celebrities are a big problem for them because it's easy to produce content. TikTok, same thing. Uh, Instagram, same thing. Instagram came along at a time. There was a time cele no celebrities were on Instagram. There were no celebrities on Instagram. Who remembers that? Who was around 
in those days. Okay. Because that at that time, celebrities could not, uh, they didn't want to be that accessible. They had to control their image. They couldn't just be having conversations and be reached by their fans. So there was a time celebrities did not go on Instagram. They stayed clear to Instagram. As a matter of fact, we used to tell college athletes, stay clear of Instagram. Don't do it. You're going to ruin your scholarship. You're going to you're going to do something stupid. So celebrities and athletes stayed clear of Instagram. Snoop Dogg was the first one to take a chance and rightly so. And then people watched them and was like, let's see how this works. Okay. Then celebrities started to hop on. What did that do? It took the Instagram celebrities and made them less than because soon as Snoop Dogg hops on, he gets a million followers in one day. Okay. Where uh, at that point, uh, up until that point, you know, people were Instagram celebrities with 30,000 followers. 30,000 followers. So yeah, it was, um, that's kind of what happens. YouTube, even with YouTube shorts, I don't see celebrities being that big of a threat because they just, YouTube is different than all of the other social media platforms. In order to make it, you just can't get by on shorts. You have to produce long-form content and a lot of it. Yes, they'll get great views, but you got to put in work. YouTube is like, you can't take time off of YouTube. You can't take time off. You can't just be like, I'll post, and then I'll stop, and then I'll post again, and then I'll post sporadically. I'll post once a month, and then three months later, I'll post. You can't do it. Although they'll get good views and easy money, it still pales in comparison to what they can make in the industry. Anyway. Anyway. Macaroni Tony, you spoke about the cool parent archetype earlier, and I thought immediately of Job Morant's dad. Oh, did he start taking an L? He was the cool dad, and now, yes, he trained his son in hoops, but at the same time, he also played the friend role, and all of a sudden, the dad's not looking too shiny, and he says, I always have my own opinion about sports, but when it comes to challenging you, I listen. He says, because I lost to you in the debate about Jawan Howard, you were right as hell. Yeah. Um, in the situation where, yeah, John Morant's dad was the cool dad. He looked like Usher, and he had the cool, he raised his son, and son was winning. Now, all of a sudden, John Morant's image took a hit. Now they're saying John Morant's dad be at the games drunk. And now he should focus on, instead of being the cool dad and being the friend of John, get John some discipline. Yeah, it doesn't take much to get people to turn on your ass. Yeah. So it's going to be hard for John Moran's dad to play the image that he's playing now. He need, He's going to need to redirect his image. Trust me. He can't be over there with, with the with the with the with the cup and 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 dapping and loud and laughing and ha ha. He can't be doing that now. He can't ha ha and kiki now. He need to go put on the suit. He need to chill. He need to just be watching the game, shutting up. He can't do that now. It's over. That whole image of Jaw, he need to take them damn goofy ass hair weave out of his hair now. And he need to cut his head. He need to cut his head like the 1996. Cause it's over. You 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 about to fumble the bag. You <laughs> Can't be doing that shit now. You can't be celebrating and, and with Henny in the cup now. It's, that shit is over. It's dead. Y'all need to get your image straight. So uh, anyway, yeah, with the chain on, with the big ass, bright ass uh, fuchsia sweater and the cool glasses on the sideline, <laughs> you can't do that, bro. John Morant's dad needs to be dad now. 
And he came from a two-parent household. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> All right. Shout out to, uh, did I get you? I did get you. And then we're going to get back. Let me make sure. Let me let me check PayPal just so I don't get too far behind. Yeah, you need to whip your, your son into shape because y'all about to fumble a major bag. And if, if he does get suspended uh, for a considerable amount of games, you know, you got endorsements and, man, how quickly things change. Mr. Ross says the situation with Kaepernick reminds me of the Holly Berry movie Saving Isaiah. The white woman was always the villain and the racist regardless of what she did. Um, I didn't see the movie, so I can't comment on it. I can't comment on it. I wish I could, but uh, crazy stuff here. Let's get back to the show. We got the strong and independent sisters. We got two sisters here. <laughs> Ninja's all up in the video. Yeah. Morant's dad's all up in the video. You know what Morant's da dad should do now? This is just my opinion. It don't matter. He should get a suite. He should get a suite or stay at home. Watch the game at home. But I would get a suite where my shit tucked away. I'm in the back. Only can't. Only time the camera get a glimpse of me is like on a side, a side view. I'm up in the suites, tucked up in there. I got a suite. We surround it. We behind closed doors. Yeah, man. No more. You can't do that no more. All right. Let's get these sisters out here. Sister, you been on. Let's start with this sister right here. Wait till you see this girl. Wait till you see this girl right here. All right. Here she is right here. And, of course, I don't want to give her any free pub, so I'm going to do just like that. She says, I want to give submissive soft gal. She wants to give submissive. That's 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 um, it's not ghetto. It's urban lego. You know, it's giving it's giving something. I don't where do they get that from? I don't even know where they get that phrase from. It's giving it's giving submissive. So she says, I want to give submissive soft gal. Let's take a look. Let's take a listen. By the way, she's built and stacked like a goddamn thoroughbred. You know, but it is what it is. Let's listen. I'm in my soft girl ever. That's it. It's 2023. You feel me? I'm trying to submit. I'm trying to give a submissive. Like, what the fuck? I'm not trying to walk on you niggas. I'm tired of walking on you niggas. I'm tired. I'm tired. I wanna I wanna be soft. Okay? So you got one fucking time. One fucking time to have me talking like this. Like that Like that If my fist going into my palm, you're done. I think she missed the mark just a bit outside. <laughs> she she tried and then about three seconds in, it went a little left. You know what I mean? Passport game. She was like, they going to get Ling Ling's. I can be Ling Ling. I can be soft. And then she showed up with her New York. You know what I mean? She could not let the New York or the New Jersey go. So she was like, I want to be soft. I was listening to it. She sounded like Lois on Family Guy. I just want to be soft. Okay. I see you. 
you built like a thoroughbred. All right, I'll listen. What do you got to say? And then guess what? The strag came coming on out. The straggle daggle came right on out, tipped right out the closet, not even tipped out. The straggle daggle tabernacle kicked right through the door. Let's hear it again. <laughs> Let's see it again. Man, who raising these girls, man? I'm in my soft girl ever. Well, she says she's in her soft girl era. Yeah. What that mean? There it is. By the way, that chocolate is skin. I'm I'm with it. But uh, that's a soft girl era. Era. All right. What else you got to say, ma'am? That's it. It's 2023. Well, I know the, the economy's crashing. Jobs are hard. People are homeless. Child support hustlers are coming out of the woodworks. All right. Eviction rates going up. People done lost their weight. People broke. People living off credit. Holes on uh, OnlyFans is congested. Walmart start. They closing up stores. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah. So it's easy to be in your soft goal. I'm done. You feel me? I'm trying to submit. I'm trying to give us a missive. Mm. This is giving crack to me. This is giving crack. But go ahead. Like, what the fuck? I'm not trying to walk on you niggas. I'm tired of walking on you. Yeah, see, she lost it right there. Any When you threw out the N-word, you lost it. But then now she's getting aggressive again. She just couldn't help herself. Niggas. I'm tired. I'm tired. So this is basically her saying, I'm exhausted by the jerks. And that's you. Where the Sims at? I wanna, I wanna be soft. Uh, this is giving a street hooker now, but let's continue. Okay, so you got one fucking time. Oh man, it's really gone now. This ship is sailed, man. Now I fell for it for about five seconds. Now she's getting aggressive now. One fucking time to have me talking like this. Wow, boy, man. now she's violent. Oh my lord. Man, what are we? Oh, the humanity. Man, who's raising these people? Like that Like that If my fist going into my palm. Yeah, yeah she's up. Done. Oh, my. She's slobbing. Oh, my goodness, man. Oh, the humanity. Boy, this woman has some issues. Trauma, perhaps. Now she's trying to go back to soft. Oh, now she's leading with the booty. All right, look. So she, if you, she couldn't convince you now, she was like, at least let me show him some booty. Not the cutthroat. Oh, no, man. Oh, bye-bye, ma'am. Bye. I'm, I'm not saving you. No, no, no. Now, if you just need a couple of bowls of jasmine rice and need to make it till the end of the month, I might have you covered. But it's giving STI, too. It's definitely giving STI. Let's go to another one. We got another one. <laughs> Jesus. The trans culture, the trans in this, man. Sisters. Do sisters be looking in the mirror? I'll be trying to help y'all. Y'all be looking like, where's, y'all be looking very, very suspect with these eyelashes and shit and weave. Like this, I have to call this in the question. Like, I don't know what I'm quite looking at. I would need some visual evidence. And we talking about center cut or something. I don't even know. Perhaps is this even human being? 
This is giving reptile. Reptile. This is giving lizard to me. This is giving. Is this a guy? This might be a guy. All right, let's continue. Maybe it's not. I don't know, man. I'm looking at the hands. When y'all hoes said y'all wanted to be independent, y'all lied. I might be a girl. I'm. I'm. It's hard to tell though. Y'all lied. Y'all gave me some false ass narrative like it was fun to be independent. Bitch, I want a man. I don't want to do it by myself no more. Uh oh. Red, please come save me. When you say don't save her, she don't want to be saved. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I don't want to be out here no more. I want to shut the fuck up and listen to what you got to say. That's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Man, oddly enough, the economy's crashing around and jobs are hard. And you know what I mean? Only fans is, you know, Subway's hiring, as Kevin said. Uh, it's getting hard. But even the comment section, that part, I love my I love my provider in any form, in any form. Just come, just come. Just in this woman, I felt that deep in my soul. I need somebody to pay these bills. Bills, money's getting tight, inflation kicking ass, and all of a sudden, guess what? Ah, oh, man, where did where where they at? Come save me. I'm tired now. I'm exhausted. The clubs, there's a shortage of clubs. Can't get free drinks at the bar. Red pill popping. Now, come save me. When y'all hoes said y'all wanted to be independent, y'all lied. Y'all lied. Y'all gave me some false-ass narrative like it was fun to be independent. Bitch, I want a man. You just now discovered this, huh? I don't want to do it by myself no more. No more. I tried. Uh, odds of this woman being a single mom. What do you think? I already got a neck tattoo. What is the odds or what are the odds that this mom, I'm sorry, this woman is a single mom. What are the, you know what? I think I know how to find out. I'm going to test this on my own here. Let's see. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go to the profile. Man, boy, she has some very, very unique looks. She looks like a different person. Every single one of these pictures. Although I will say there's no single mom in there. Let me check the link. Oh, there's a link tree. There's a link tree. And I got more followers than her too. All right, link tree. Uh, there's no only fans. There's a only friends. Is that the same thing? Only friends. I don't know what that means. All right. I don't know what only. There's no link to only fans. All right. Going back. Going back, pulling it back up. Where's the video? Y'all wanted to be independent. Y'all lied. Y'all lied. Y'all gave me some false ass narrative like it was fun to be independent. Now, this this chalked us up to a failure of feminism. I mean, this is an obvious failure of feminism. You're having women going, wait a minute, this isn't working. This independent thing does not make sense. And obviously you do have um, um, generation or the Generation Z, they overwhelmingly ain't falling for the same feminist idea. They're, whatever wave they're on, they're not on what our Generation Xers were on. You know, their independence is more leaning towards sexuality. It has nothing to do with no jobs and careers for the majority of these young ladies. They want to be whores and skeezers, maybe sell themselves, but they ain't trying to go and sit in no office and be CEO. Bitch, I want a man. I don't want to do it by myself no more. Red, please come save me. 
When you say don't save her, she don't want to be saved. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I don't, don't want to be out here no more. I want to shut the fuck up and listen to what you got to say. Okay, you want to... <laughs> I buy that for a dollar. I believe that face. Do you believe that for one second? Look at this, that part. I love my providers in any form. Sugar daddies. Yes, ma'am, that part. Here are all the ladies. Them DMs about to be flooded. He says... I overstand you, but you're not ready. I'm just saying, amen. This guy says, I'm coming for you, old simp. He says, nah, for real, but only with the right person. Okay, somebody going to come for you if that's the case. Okay, here we go. Because honestly, women aren't obligated to be quiet and listen. We only feel like you should be quiet and listen because it may only benefit you in the end. Okay, I don't care about all that shit. Uh, interesting stuff, right? This is the world we're living in now. This great transition of women going, maybe this thing isn't exactly what we thought it was. There's something else going on here. Let me see something. I have uh, a video to share with you by another YouTuber, which he shared of a white woman, a white woman, <laughs> talking about she didn't hit the wall and using red pill talking points about the wall being undefeated. We're going to hear him. I'm going to share a portion of the video that I saw him share. Let me see. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's kind of doing a fair use too, but I'll play a little bit of his breakdown. Okay. Stopping it right there. Sorry, I had to set it up. Wasn't ready to share it. So this is the channel called Black Conservative Perspectives. This is the white woman, if you will. And uh, let's listen to her. Realistic representation of the consequences of let's go ahead and get into this video because it is incredibly sad. But I think this is an important video and a more realistic representation of the consequences of waiting to is too late. I'm sitting here with just this horrible realization. I've been divorced for three years. And in that three years, I have spent most of my days figuring out how I can become physically, mentally, financially, spiritually healthy enough to be able to afford and take care of a child. And not only have I taken that time but I've done the math and it it does not work out. Mm. Okay, so first of all, let's share this. Remember when I told you about manipulative people who cry for the internet? This is one of the most manipulative tactics people can use. Do you have to set up your camera? Let's just say it's live. You have to press live, confirm that you want to go live, point the camera at your face, be already crying. This is manipulation tactics 101. People who do this, this are pieces of shit, Not point blank. All right. If I ever got on here crying, all right, and prepared the theater behind crying on camera, all right, this, you would say this coach is manipulation. Now, yeah, get your ring light, set up the lighting. You got to do all kind of uh, setup to pull off a crying on camera. Now, if you noticed a couple things that she pointed out about her situation, single mama or she has some custody of her kid. She's divorced already. And as you know about women who divorce, they be like, I'm moving on to bigger and better things. And guess what? The secret is out. 
The secret is out. Divorce women get it. I know we talk about how men get screwed in court, but we get screwed. But we typically, if you're under the age of 40, you can recover. You can recover, especially if your dumb ass don't get married again. It is women long term that take the fattest L. They got to live with the next 40 years and them last 40 years going to be it's going to be painful. And by that point, you've recovered and moved on with your life. So she's got a divorce under her belt. She was going to do bigger and better things. And she asked out the reality of supporting herself. She hasn't met her financial goals or her spiritual or her emotional goals. So she's in therapy broke and she ain't right spiritually because she probably still has um, uh, uh, some sort of uh, situation with her ex. She probably still blaming him. I'm glad she didn't talk about that. She has childcare issues. She's realizing it's not as easy as it looks. Being a man is not as easy as it looks. Now, all of a sudden, you got to be the man. I can do it. I can have my own job and my own career and take care of the kids. Guess how easy that is? We make it look easy, baby. You can't handle it. And I think there's a little bit more of her crocodile tears here. Let's get to it. I don't feel bad for these people, man. You made your own bed and you believed in feminism. Feminism is failure, man. Not every feminist can be, uh, not every woman can capitalize off feminism. A couple can, like two out of 100, two out of maybe a thousand. Everybody else are struggling out here. It's a terrible situation. I feel really bad for her. I am not young enough. Uh, uh, what? What? Or fertile enough? Uh, mm. she didn't hit the biological wall. So now, she can't have any more kids. She can't have any more kids. So now that means, in in her mind, especially if she wants a white man, she doesn't have value to find a mate. She doesn't have that to offer up. Now, you could say she has value still. Well, she's a good woman and she could do what? Go to her human resource job and, and slave away for 60 hours a week. And, I, and, I t and I'm the one picking up her kid from school. But she knows for a top tier man, she at least has that for a top tier man, a top tier white man. She needs fertility to offer. And she's running out of time by her own words financially stable enough mm. so she's broke like we, we tell you there's no surprise here she's a broke mama probably with majority custody of her kids give her a mm. L to even do another round of IVF oh. and who's gonna buy, who's gonna IVF there you go so she's a liability financially at 36 like Woo! i'm sorry like 36. you're gonna say like you have time like i don't nope nope the reality is she don't because i can't spend another minute of my life i think she said child care i thought she said she had a kid because she was married trying to make something work you don't have time. Man, you running on fumes right now, baby. She need a simp. When I'm just fighting upstream. And she's so she's not stable financially or emotionally. Obviously. She's crying on the internet. I don't have a support system. I don't have the money. So she pissed her parents off. Her parents done wrote her ass off. You a failure. No, no husband to support. I don't have a support system. Yep, okay. I don't have the resources or the community. And it just kills me. 
It kills me. And OnlyFans can't take you now. It kills me that I had embryo. Okay, here we go. That I had embryos with my ex-husband that were viable. Who filed for divorce. And they're just gone now. And my future. Oh, 40 years. Last 40 years. What do I say? Last 40 years. You're going to have to live from age 36 to 76. Them years going to be hard, baby. I hope you enjoy the ride. The last 40 years going to be brutal. And she knows it. My future with those children. What? What children? That's terrible. He said that's terrible. Now, this guy kind of went and did a soft serve red pill video on the wall being undefeated. He's not really red pill. I'm sure he watches red pill guys and, and all that stuff. But he was doing red pill for a geology saying the wall is undefeated. And, you know, uh, this progressive movement that a lot of women are finding themselves in. I'm finding many, many videos of women going, oh, let me rethink this. But they're rethinking it with not a lot of time left on the clock. Not a lot of time left on the clock. They trying to pass it on to you and they like, hey. And that's you. Save me, save me. I'll do whatever you want. But then guess what? Brothers are going passport. Brothers are going free agent. Brothers are enjoying being single. Um, you know, they can get sex easy. Easiest time to get sex. We don't have to move you in. Keep your apartment. Don't live here. No, no I'm not supporting you. And you're 38. Why would I? Get, I can go with an 18-year-old, 28. I can go Leo. They're finding themselves in trouble. Yep, we're going younger women. We're going interracial. I mean, we're not going for the old take me out and spoil me at 36 and I am still have value. There are some men, but they're falling. It's few and far between, and they know it. Writing's on the wall, but more power to them. I, we warned them that this is the case, man. Man, what a world we live in. What a clown world. It's getting rougher and rougher out here. And there's some people here, hey, I'm, I'm doing well, but the majority of them aren't. Shout out to Joshua says, tell him, coach, you know why she really crying. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Do you guys know, uh, man, you know, because I'm an unemployed. It's very hard out here. It's very, very hard. Shout out to Eugene says, coach, you got to clip the part where she says gone. All right. And make that a button. I don't know if I want to have her on my damn show no more. That woman was scary. You're done. You're gone. You're done. Where are we at here? Oh, we got uh, a couple more people uh, on PayPal and then Super Chats. What is this? Let me let me out of here. Get me out of here. Okay. We got Kalen. I was looking for you earlier. He says, a single man is a dangerous man. Ladies have to realize that feminism is BS. Boy, they got caught up on that, man. They got caught up. And uh, it's, a, you know, somebody going to have to take care of them, the government. We're going we're gonna to pay the tab anyway. You're going to pay the tab. You're going to end up paying the tab. But ladies, treat these men right. Y'all treat these men like they supposed, because the whole, they actually, a lot of women did the whole, you supposed to do this. You supposed to give us money. Remember that phase? It was maybe about two years ago. You supposed to take us out on dates. You supposed to pull out chair. And you supposed, they were kind of telling us we going to be single and lose. And if we don't, if we don't pay them and we don't have any option, boy, the passport bros changed all of that shit. That put them on notice. We don't supposed to do nothing. All right. Um, And then there's another group. 
uh, Wimbo's like, you supposed to spoil us. And if you ain't going to spoil us, what you going to do? Well, then you know what? Put them on notice. Seeking arrangements. <laughs> Seeking arrangements changed the game. Which is a dating app. That changed the game for people who was like, okay, I'll do passport. That changed the freaking game. Because now, now, dudes are like, what? I'm I'm sorry, what, ma'am? All right, I'll go right over here at junior college. And then, blam. Passport, bro, seeking free agent lifestyle, Kevin Samuels, red pill. It changed the freaking game. Now, all of a sudden, the women can't put the gun, the proverbial gun to your hand. It's checkmate time. Now what? We ain't going. We don't have to do nothing to nobody. And what's happening is now rents are due. Your rents due, motherfucker. Rents are due. Rents are due. X Y. Uh, they suing Tiger Woods. Uh, getting sued by a girlfriend for <laughs> for kicking her ass out. Your rents due, motherfucker. Single mothers can't pay rent. Your rents due, motherfucker. They taking dudes to child support. How you taking somebody to child support court in a dead ass economy? <laughs> You going in there like he I he needs to pay me, uh, but he ain't got no job. Like his job is effed up. <laughs> Hello, winner. Barbarian is at the gate. Check mate. You're gonna be in here. They going layoffs like crazy. You're gonna go like I'ma take him in. He laid off too. <laughs> you taking a dude that lost his job in. Man, please, dude, they are grasping at straws, and I'm loving every minute of it because I wrote my book, The Evolution. I wrote it for that person. I'm like, they are screwed. Y'all better get y'all damn. You better learn how to suck a salami. You better learn how to give up some. And maybe in about 10 years, things will change. Things will change. But today. And think about a woman that's going to divorce their husband right now. They divorcing their husband right now. I'm like, ladies, do not think about divorcing your husband right now. Whatever story you got concocted, whatever plan you got in mind, whatever alimony and child support calculation you done drummed up in your head, it is not going to save your ass. It's out here, and there ain't no, there's no Prince Charmings out here. You better make it. There's no Prince Charmings out here. Just looking for women that can't get women. There's no Jim Prince Charmers out here like, I can't find a woman. I'm just waiting for any woman to fall out of the sky. Oh, my Lord. I'm going to leave my husband and leave him for a man that knows how to treat me right. Oh, <laughs> you about to come out here and get piped down viciously, which is what she wants. But the problem is you're going to get piped down, and then you're going to want to cash back into a relationship. Okay, I got my whole phase out. And then you think where where all the where all the Prince Charmings at? What happened? Where did all the men? There go? are no Prince Charmings out here, right? There, there's no Prince Charmings out here, y'all. Not enough of them for all of y'all. It's none out here but us sharks. It's a is there sharks and piranhas? What you want? How you want to get ate up? You go get gobbled up. You being practice out here. And listen, I know a woman very close to me that got divorced and she has no suitors. It's not just one. She has no chance of finding a man. Zero. 
Dunzo. Like you, I mean, like a man that's going to support her and, and marry her and give her a retirement plan and move her into the big house. Zero. <laughs> you. Somebody says play the music. The dark side. Meanwhile, the gentlemen, the men, <laughs> it's open season for us. This is the best market of all time. You can go monk mode and people won't bother you. You can go your own way and let them call your names. You're going to be living better now. Coogee sweater now. You can go free agent lifestyle. You can go passport. You can go to the junior college. Our options are wide ass open. This should look like the goddamn if Highway 304 is wide open. Thank the Lord. Best time in the world to be a man. <laughs> Our options are wide open. Women are like, well, I'm not going to give you any. We like, Please. what? <laughs> if you don't do what I say, I'm not going to do what you want. I'm not going to give you your cookie. I'm not going to give you a little poom poom. I'm not going to give you your snack, your nightcap. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Highway 304. Or we could just leave them alone. We could just walk away and be living our lives while they're trying to tell us we're going to be lonely. I'm going to be like, guess who's going to be lonely? You're 40, and there's no Prince Charmings out here. <laughs> oh, no. Whoa. Oh, the humanity. You up shit's Creek. Thank the Lord. All right, so let's get into the legacy ninja argument right here. For you dudes that want to be having a baby, you want to have a baby and a wife? You want to have a baby and a wife? We're going to talk tell you how much it's going to cost y'all. All right, so first and foremost, you guys know, um, obviously, the best possible way to raise kids is in a two-parent household. I support that. think that's the best way to do it. So if you have kids outside of wedlock, yeah, it's going to be tough. But let's go look at this article. This is a person who married this woman. Eh, she's somewhere in Spain. Spanish woman granted $215,000 payoff for 25 years of unpaid housework in a recent divorce settlement. So, yeah, man, I know you want to have kids and a wife and all this shit, but this shit getting hairy out here. It's getting sticky. Okay, a Spanish court, it says, let me see if I can get the article right here. Is she from Argentina or Spanish? Somebody said Argentina. A Spanish court ruled that a man owed his ex-wife $215,664 for 25 years of unpaid housework. The payments were calculated using Spain's minimum monthly payment wage. Oh, it's getting hairy out here. His lawyer, or I'm sorry, her lawyer said it's a victory for all women who have labored in the shadows of their husband. Oh, marriage is dying, man. And you know who's killing it? Women killing it, man. They killing it, doing all of these things. And, you know, uh, now they're challenging non-disclosure agreements now. We're really reaching the scale of they're scaring the piss out of men. And it's normally these women at this age group right here. So it's not people getting married for a year or two. Take a look. Take a look. 48. She was married for 25 years. She, he married the love of her life. He made it 25 years. She hit 48 and flipped. Flipped on him. 
So for all the people that say, man, look, there's good marriages out there. It works and all this. At some point, she's going to go malfunction. She's going to go uh, Johnny Five stay alive. And she did all the housework and chores during her marriage, she says, to her now ex-husband. I'm sure she's lying. A Spanish court says she ought to be paid for it. How do y'all, man, where does that even, <laughs> who comes up with that, bro? Okay, is he paid to be the plumber? Is he paid to be the uh, the um, the person that cleans out the gutters? Is he being paid for the car washes? Does he get paid for being the all-night security, killing spiders? Does he get paid to protect, you know what I mean, the plumbing? Did I say plumbing? Fix the washing machine? Screw screwdriver, change the light bulbs. Does he get paid for that? Ladies, y'all ladies are killing it, man. Y'all ladies are killing it for men. Men are seeing these stories and they're like, man, hell no. The man was able to, okay, here you go right here. See, this is how it works. This is how it works because ladies be watching you winning in life and they think that's their money. They, they think it's their money. They're like, hey, I was married to that person once and they have a better life than me. He owes me. That's my money. They literally think that. And they will find ways to get that money. So here it is right here. Check this out. The ruling said that morale, that's the woman, performed all of the household chores exclusively during their marriage, which uh, included contributing punctuality, punctually to her family's gym business. Aha. It also said that Merle was owed the compensation because she was deprived of any possible career due to her exclusive dedication to the home and the family. Adding that the unnamed man exponentially increased her his assets through their marriage per the Euro News. How did he increase his assets when they were married? Interesting. According to the I, the man was able to buy a Porsche. There you go. Watch the jealousy coming in. And she kept taking notes. He went to Italy. He got a Porsche. Yep. He was able to buy a Porsche, a Range Rover, BMW motorbikes, and a 173-acre olive oil, olive oil farm with the earnings from the gym business. But they were married, though, right? The Spanish newspaper, I don't know what the Spanish laws are. The, the Spanish newspaper reported that the olive farm brought in $4,000 for the ex-husband each month. Meanwhile, Morale could not afford to buy her daughters a set of workbooks. Mm. Woo! But guess what? She kept the kids. I wonder if he said, you know, the kids can come and live with me. <laughs> you stay your ass over there. Guarantee you she said no. <laughs> mm. He was like, you know what? It says right here, the first the, the couple married in 95. Morrill was awarded half their house, but no money in the divorce. When did they divorce? In 25 years. So to 2020. Right? That's my math. So then a couple of years later, he started winning. And she was like, no. Nah. <laughs> I guarantee you. She literally was, he literally was like, you know what? Since you don't want to be here and cooperate, you're malfunctioning, skin's hanging off your ass. Why don't you go live over there and the girls can stay with me? And she said, absolutely not. 
She kept the girls, the daughter, let them live in a hovel by her own choice, probably fought him for it. And he was like, okay. <laughs> he was like, well, what do you want me to do? And he went off and he marched off and he said, I hope you wish you well in your career. And then he went to, he went to work. He bought and invested. And this woman said, that's my money. Mm. <laughs> you cannot play these fools, but y'all want to keep tempting. Y'all, y'all want to keep tempting it. And she won. She won. What do I tell you? It's their job to get money off you. There's women that have walked out there said, she literally said, I wanted my own career. And he said, go on and get it. Might as well. And don't let, don't let the door hit you with a, don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split you and say, go get your career. And he sat back. She worked. She went to Walmart. She went to Trader Joe's. She went to H&M Express. <laughs> she started working and she realized, shit, paycheck ain't hitting. Paycheck ain't hitting. She's like, I got to do this for another 30, 40 years. It ain't going to work. So then she said, you know what my full-time job is? Is it's going to get money from this dude in court. Mm. Yep, she went to Home Depot and Ulta and, and trashed your name. And then she was like, damn, Golden Corral check ain't hitting. So now her job is to get money off you. And so she went and said, I'm going to hire a lawyer and get money off this ninja. <laughs> she got it. All right. So anyway, let's go to the next part of this horrible, horrible thing. Here we go. Uh, the horrible, horrible thing about legacy ninjas. So you got that part. You know, you're you gotta you gotta keep you gotta keep a good you gotta keep a good wife. That's getting harder and harder. Now you have this woman right here. What's her caption? She's gonna say, what's her caption? Because there's some women in there, boy, they pissed. She's gonna say, uh, it says some narcissists will use your child to continue to control, abuse, and manipulate you. So this sounds like a woman who is divorced or has a baby daddy. Let's hear this. No, oh, I can't. Oh, when you leave a narcissist but share children together. Legacy ninjas, listen up. Listen up. This is going to be half of you at least. Or if you're black, this is going to be eight of you out of ten. Here we go. when you end the relationship and you guys have children together. Since they no longer have direct access to control you, they are going to use your child to manipulate you, to control you, to abuse you. Some narcissists will straight up try to turn your child against you by telling them that you broke up the family. They'll try to gaslight your child and plant these seeds in your child's head about you, and your child may come to you repeating those same words that they planted in their head. Some narcissists will use your child as a way to overstep your boundaries and continue to communicate with you, especially in situations when there's no custody agreement in place and no parenting app that you guys use. They'll blow up your phone, FaceTime you repeatedly throughout the day, acting like they care about your child so much when really it's just a way to get through to you. Some narcissists might convince you that it's best if the two of you hang out with your child together as a way to hoover you because you start feeling like a little family again. Some narcissists will bring your child around the new supplies so that your child goes back and tells you what they're doing with the new supplies. So you start self-gaslighting, thinking they're treating the new supply better. What else? What is a narcissist? I got a $100 bet. I got a $100 bet that that woman's projecting and talking about herself. 
I bet you one hundred dollars <laughs> that that woman is talking specifically and explicitly about her behavior. What man in the world does any of that shit she's talking about? That are specifically things that women do. And the comment section is full of women. Yep, that's what my boyfriend does. Yeah, I'm getting the copyright for the dear mama, huh? She talking about herself. $100 to CGA. There ain't no way in hell she talking about a man doing any of those things. And what is the supply she talking about? A new supply. Man, please. I don't even know dudes that care enough. And show me the guy that's doing that, please. She lying about that woman's talking about herself. She's the narcissist. And the reason why she's able to exp express it so well is because she's the one doing it. And you know what? She's bipolar as well because she can. she's so bipolar that she can explain her actions and then put it on the other guy. <laughs> what the oh, the supply is the new boyfriend. Bring a new supply around. That projection, that was the one of the most biggest projections I've ever heard of in my life. What man does any of those things he, he's talking about? That's way more. That's her. Knowing she didn't kept that court case active. And then talk about he gaslighting her. And of course, she's the protector mother. I'm the mother bear. I know what's best. She got a whole narcissist in the other side of her personality, please reveal the medication list that you're talking about. That was, okay, Legacy Ninjas, there you go, man. You got to put up with that shit. You got to put up with that. That shit crazy. That shit crazy. All right, so what's the next one here? That's the next one. We're going to get into the cost here. But now here's a father. Let's see if he projects. He says, thoughts dads have when they're alone. All right, daddy. You want to be a father, y'all? Let's hear what this guy has to say. Then we'll get into the cost, hidden and otherwise. And otherwise, let's hear it, daddy. I'm a guy that couldn't wait to be a father. Oh, I actually wanted to get married one day. I wanted everything that having someone in your life is supposed to be about. And what I found out over the years uh -oh. is a woman can call rape on you. doesn't matter. Everyone's going to believe her. A woman can take your child away from you. Oh. doesn't matter what, what you've done that's good. She'll find anything bad. And you haven't even done anything bad. And it costs all this goddamn money to just be allowed to be a dad. So so I, I know what he's going through. Essentially what's going through is his parentage is always being contested. His fatherhood is always being contested. Right. So he's being a father. She's contesting it. She might be taking things to court or asking for money or saying he's a bad father. Typically, what happens is no matter how good of a father you are or even imperfect, the one imperfect thing that you do or one or two things that you do, that's how you're represented in court. And so even if you do good, you could be the better parent. But if she's petty, she'll take you into court and only represent you by the one or two things that you might, one or two mistakes. And this proves the difficulty of being a father. It proves that fathers have the tougher job than mothers. And there's one reason why fathers have a tougher job than mothers, because fathers got to pitch a shutout. 
any mistake the father make, then there's the woman, the mother says, I can take the kids away from you on one mistake. A mother can make 50 mistakes. They never lose the kids, 50. They can fail to support them financially. They can make mistakes, leave them behind, endanger them, uh, endanger them by bringing them around a man. Okay, they can make mistake after mistake after mistake. They can fail, 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 fail. They'll never be challenged on their parentage. A man makes one or two, if that. And he's pitching a shutout, a perfect game, and then he'll make a mistake. They'll get a hit on him. She's in court. Oh, he gave up a hit. Just waiting for you to make a mistake. Now, how healthy is that for the child? These are what the dads have to deal with. Because you on pins and needles trying to mess up, not trying not to mess up. She's continuing to be a great fuck up. You don't call her out on it. You just be like, I'll ignore it. She messes up, messes up, messes up. You, on the other hand, pitching a shutout, you make one mistake and then, uh uh-oh. And then she says, like he said, hey, now I got to pay five, 10, 20, $30,000 to defend the one mess up. The one. I only messed up once. Now I got to go in there. And she told the court nothing of the good thing, just the bad thing. See? Then you pitch a no-hitter. She's still out there. Some of you, they still booing you. She's not giving you any credit. So as, as, as your kids get older, they're going to feel that. And then if they choose sides, it's going to be a problem. So these are the legacy guys. And this is the frustration guys come, come up with. And... It's best to just walk away many times. You know, most guys are like, man, I can't put up with this. If you're there, they don't want you there. If you're not there, they say you left and that you should be there. This dude is gone, gone. This dude, gonzo. And trust me, the courts care nothing about this. The majority of the courts that this man's going to step in, he knows they don't care. They don't care. They are in it for the money. Uh Uh-oh, he crying. Oh, my Lord. So how the hell am I supposed to trust someone when the entire world hates us? I come out and I say, I'm a guy. All right, so you guys, I'll play it all the way through. That couldn't wait to be a father. I actually wanted to get married one day. I wanted everything that having someone in your life is supposed to be about. And what I found out over the years is a woman can call rape on you. doesn't matter. Everyone's going to believe her. A woman can take your child away from you. doesn't matter what, what you've done that's good. She'll find anything bad. And you haven't even done anything bad. And it costs all this goddamn money. To just be allowed to be a dad. <laughs> so how the hell am I supposed to trust someone how, when the entire world hates us? Take a look at this comment, and then we're going to talk about the cost. Take a look at this comment. This is a woman here. Check this out. This is where they get you the double-edged sword. Now I'm going to debunk it, what she says. This is a woman. Men complain about the raw deal that they are getting when they marry women who aren't independent. But y'all don't want to marry an independent 
Y'all don't want an independent woman to marry. A woman who has everything on her own isn't going to take what's yours. She isn't going to play games with your kids in your life. She's too busy making sure her and her kids have themselves. So keep marrying Instagram housewives and keep getting screwed. You see this shit right here. You see that? This is obviously a single independent woman who's nobody's checking for. Number one, college-educated women far outfiled divorces from educated men. When it comes to it, when the divorces are filed, it's 90%. Sure, the marriages might last longer, but that's just because the kids are in daycare and you guys are duke. You don't have enough time to duke that shit out. But when it comes to college-educated marriages, 90% of the divorce filings are women. 90%. It's a simple statistic. Just because the woman's a housewife doesn't make them less dangerous. They, there is a danger to housewives. Yes, they become dangerous in divorce court. But the whole idea of some boss, babe, college-degreed, independent woman not getting in the way either reeks of one or two things, mythology, or the fact that she makes more so she does not want to go to court. That's why she don't want to go to court because she makes more money or equal money so there's no reason to. And even then, sometimes they fight for custody and the man has to pay child support even though she has most of the custody. What are you talking about? That's out of left field. It has nothing to do with independent women. They are just as suspect as these other people getting into the cost, getting into the cost. Check this out. The cost of a child. Cost of a child. Let's get into it. With inflation, the cost has increased. It was just slightly around $300,000 from age zero to the beginning of age 18. And as we know, you're still raising children even after 18. The good old days, that we as a species have to raise kids till 18 is mythology. You're raising kids far into their 20s now. Even if you're just paying a little bit of car insurance or the car note or gas or a down payment for the house or a wedding, the, the expenses do not stop. So let's just take zero to 17. And it says right here, we know the love you have for your child is priceless, but it's important to understand the financial responsibility of having one. So if you have seven kids, that's seven times, and not necessarily $300,000, but it's seven times pretty close to that. Some of those expenses could be shared. Having a kid is a huge expense, and the cost has been going up dramatically. Dramatically. The 310605 is calculated from the average family expenditures of a child born in 2015 to a middle-class family that already has two children. Shockingly, this number does not include, this is important to note, it does not include college tuition because that's an expense outside of childhood. And as it only covers the period between child when the child turns 18. So if you want to go above and beyond that, 
this doesn't include the tuition of child. And it, I'm going to tell you what it also doesn't include. Unless your child is a prodigy and goes to college at 14, a recent study shows that nearly half of working parents looking for a second job, half of working parents looking for a second job to support their family. Yep. Yeah, you're lazy if you don't have one, jo uh, two jobs. It says right here, since a lot of these costs are out of your control, focus on uh, focusing on increasing your income by changing jobs, asking for a raise, or pursuing a side hustle. Yeah, the good old days of having one jobs is gonzo, right? You ain't trying now if you have kids, saving as much, saving as much of each paycheck as you can, and keeping. Okay, let's let's we're gonna skip that because they're giving some advice, but um, let's get into the cost here. Let's go to another chart. It says right here, it costs $310,000 to raise a child. Since 1990, this has increased four times faster than the overall inflation. Remember, I keep noticing you that, telling you that. You have income, then you have inflations, then you have expenditures, right? So, expenditures are going up inflation's going up sometimes expenditures go up way higher inflation costs of things and your income income goes up way less now you're going to compound that with two parents uh the struggle of balancing this for many middle class people is tough and sometimes you do lose the marriage you do lose the marriage but let's talk about what that includes cost of raising kids includes what does it include and what is it the key thing is what it doesn't include. Okay. Let me see here. It says what it does not include. So a uh, cost of raising child is going to number one, include uh, transportation. It says aside from housing. Okay. Housing, food, childcare, and education. Housing, food, childcare, and education. All right. Oh, by the way, for people who say, no, it doesn't cost that much, you got to be on some welfare, WIC, social programmings or something like that where you don't understand the cost. Not only that, whatever you're not paying, uh, the government's paying or your kid is being sacrificed. Your kid's not getting it. Right? Your kid's not getting it. So you don't realize, you're like, I raise kids on far less. As a result, your kid is far less probably. Your kid has been... Uh, shortcutted in, in, in uh, half lunch and full lunches paid for and, and, and babysitters and bus passes paid for and daycare paid for. Yeah, Obamacare, medical care, Medicaid. You, you've had all these expenses covered by the government. So you don't realize these out-of-pocket expenses. You're like, what do you mean? Yeah, somebody else is paying it. This is why welfare or... Welfare is so critical for people who have multiple kids. When you have multiple kids, that means the government is subsidizing the cost to raising your kids. That's what's happening. <laughs> Christopher says, I think uh, I disagree. There's a lot of Sims ready to marry divorcees. Yeah. Okay, what's the next thing these costs right here? So we got food. Most people can't cover the cost of feeding their kids. I mean, listen, if a woman's taking if a woman's taking child support, that means she can't cover the cost of feeding and housing the kid because that's what child support that's what child support covers. 
So she alone is using government subsidy, not her own income, to feed and support the kid. That right there will make a, a, peep, a person say, no, it doesn't cost that much. I don't pay that much to cover uh, kids. That right there shows you they don't even cover the cost. Somebody else is covering the cost. Child care, education. All right, what else? Transportation. Transportation, yes. Gas. If gas prices go up, nobody cares when you got to take your kid to and from school or uh, pick them up from daycare or take them to their little league or all of these things. And there's always a party, a birthday party. There's always a doctor's appointment. You got to be able to. You got to be able to take your kids around and transport them. If you don't, then what you're going to do is limit your kids' opportunities because you can't afford transportation. Somebody says family trips are necessity. Every now and then, you're going to have to go see your family. We live, in a, we live in a world where families don't live on the same block anymore. Yeah. So you're going to have to go at least go see your family somewhere. But just transporting your kids around in your community, the, the five or 15-mile radius that you live in is costly. If you don't have the transportation, your kid has to take a sacrifice. Okay. Uh, the next one is health care and insurance. So uh, that's going to be it. That's going to be an extra cost. I know for sure that if you are uh, one parent covering the entire health care, you take an L financially. So another parent has to cover, especially if you have a split household legacy ninjas. Or a parent is working for the benefits. Right. A benefit worker. A benefit worker, which uh, many times these are parasites. Right. These are parasites like they only work the job because the benefits. Right. But, you know, in, in our world today, you don't need to have a job just for the benefits. You can buy your own benefits. You can purchase them. All right. They're just as good. But if you don't have insurance and health care. Yeah. And your kid gets six. Oh, boy. But those times are changed. We have a universal health care now. So most people should be covered. But you do know that we pay extra in health care now. It's, it's it, healthcare is more expensive as a result of everybody being covered. Thank you, Americans. You jackass people, man. You guys are some great thinkers. You got us into this shit. <laughs> All right. But anyway, thank God everybody should be covered now. Clothing. Anybody knows having kids, clothes, extracurricular activities. That's counted in the expenses. Okay. Counted the expenses. So, um, if you have a kid and you want them to be the next Steph Curry, you want them to be the next Steph Curry and the next this and that, you're going to have to send them the stuff. If you're a loser parent and you have your kids sitting at home because you can't afford to pay the fee for stuff and you're a brokey, you're a loser and you're putting your kid into a losing proposition. Okay, you're a loser. I don't care if the kid does ballet and he's a guy. The kid should be doing something extracurricular. Unfortunately, it doesn't come for free. You have to pay. And I always hear parents, I don't want to pay for that. I don't want to pay for that. Well, be a loser then. Let your kid go suck your thumb. Let them go sit in a room for 15 hours a day and let them be a loser. Or you can let them be get some exercise. I don't know what to tell you. But never come out here thinking that any every league is going to cost every single thing. I don't care if you pay Boys and Girls Club or YMCA. It's going to cost you 60 bucks in uniforms and orange slices once a season. 
It's going to cost you shoes and equipment. It's going to cost you. It is not free. There's no free lunches out here. There's going to be a fee. Then when your kid gets to high school and wants to play one or two or three sports or dance or cheerleading or the band, it's going to cost you. Then you're going to say karate classes, taekwondo, tutoring, kumon. Yes, kumon. It doesn't matter. It ain't free. So these parents then get their kids and their kids like, I'm going to go on the swimming team. And the parent hopes the kid doesn't make the swimming team because the parent doesn't want to get up and drop the kid off because they're lazy at five in the morning to get them at the pool. And they don't want to pay the $200 fee for the trunks and the, and the, and the goggles and the cap. And then these people then just become leeches and parasites. Their kids become nothing. And these parents think they're winning in life. I swear to God. <laughs> And then if your kid's like, I want to take up this, I want to take up that, let them try it. This is why you have a job or two in a side hustle. Let them try it. But to let them sit there and be nothing because you want to cheap your way through life, you're a parasite, loser. And this is why somebody comes up and says, well, my kids, it didn't take $300,000 to raise my kid. Yeah, because look at your kid. You didn't provide them with any options and opportunities. Not only that, not only that, do not get into the middle to advanced level of extracurricular activities like AAU basketball, club volleyball, club soccer. Now, you're talking about thousands of dollars. Do not get up in there. Then your kid says, I love violin. I want to go be an apprentice. I want to go be, I'm going to be some sort of child prodigy. Forget about it. Don't let them go to, if they want to get their third degree black belt. Oh, if they get into the band and want to play the tuba, woo. Because guess what? You got to pay the club fee, the training, the travel to the games, the entry fee. They charge you $15 to get in the game, $10 to park the car, snacks, Gatorades, chips. And there's some parents that will not pay this fee. Fine with me. Fine with me. There's some parents that say, I ain't paying that. Good. Okay, well, your kid ain't playing. They better be good as hell. They better get a scholarship for the club. But if your kid says, I want to play, and you say, no, you ain't going to play, you're a loser. <laughs> you're a loser. You're not going to do that for your kid? Well, he ain't going to get no scholarship anyway. What a freaking loser. You're a loser. <laughs> or you better give them an alternative. You better say, okay, club basketball ain't it, but lacrosse. But that ain't going to be cheap either. Or you better say, club basketball ain't it, but hit, play the flute. <laughs> yeah. Play the flute. Uh, the flute ain't it. Um, see, this is what I'm talking about. I have a situation where I paid all the fees. I paid all of you. My kids wanted to do this. I paid it. I, my kids wanted to do that. I paid it. They tutored Taekwondo. I was paying it. Kumon paid it. Club basketball paid it. Wanted to go on a trip with the chilling team paid it. Guess what? My ex talking about, I owe her money. <laughs> I'm still like, I'm sorry. What? Sorry. I, I owe you what? Well, you didn't pay half the insurance. I'm like, I paid the travel team, the uniform, the practices. 
the summer camp, the personal trainer. I paid for the shoes, the travel to the games, and all of that shit. And when I told you I paid for it, she said, well, I didn't agree to put them on the team. She said, I didn't, you chose to put them on the team. I didn't agree to it. But guess what? When it was time to get the game schedule, I was supposed to tell her where the game was at. When it was time for him to get the award at the UCLA basketball camp, I was supposed to tell her she was getting an award. When it was time to get her black, when it was time to get their kids black belts, and we were having a black belt ceremony, she didn't put in, but it was time, when it was time for her to show up and get the black belts, she wanted to know where it was. You see this? But then when it's time to go to court and say he owes me money, she didn't mention none of that shit. She mentioned none of that. And then when I said, hey, I pay X, Y, and Z, the judge was like, hey, well, hey, look, she said she didn't agree to it. This the world men live in. This the world men live in. Men do this shit. <laughs> and it's petty. And you're like, wait a minute. You're saying I owe you money. You owe me $15,000. They'd be like, no, I don't, because I didn't do it. I didn't, I didn't say the kids should do it. And so I didn't participate in it. So I don't want to pay it. This is, a, this is how people get to not pay $300,000 for their kid. This is how people get to pay not $300,000 for their kid. And they go, hey, it doesn't cost that much to raise kids because you guys are raising them to be losers. You're not contributing. You don't pay. They, you don't pay. Um, let me say this. You don't pay into what the kids really need. You basically have kids and then you shortcut them, shortchange them, shortcut them until they're nothing. And then say, what's the problem? You don't give your kids opportunities. Then they grow up into adults and be flat out losers. You shouldn't have kids. All right. Sports and hobbies. School fees for field trips, activities, and fundraisers. That's another one. So you guys think you're going to have kids on the cheap. Let me tell you something. This is going to happen. I remember I was tight financially at one particular point with my kids. And inevitably, inevitably, what would happen is, what would happen is, the, um, what would happen is, uh, like, I would have my budget, and then the kids will have a field trip, they would have a school pizza party. They would have a um, they would have a uh, like a, a kid will have a birthday where you have to give the kid a gift card. Like one of the classmates will have a birthday. A holiday would come up uh, where they had to have Valentine's cards or some shit. Something's gonna come up, and when you have kids, and it's gonna be nickel and dime, twenty, ten, fifteen, fifty, all throughout the week. All throughout the week. And you getting killed on it. And then they outgrow their clothes. And I'm telling you, it be adding up. The shit be adding up. Then they want to go to a party, the middle school party, the dance, prom, first car, 
it be adding up cell phones, video games, Christmas, birthdays. It be cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And you're like trying to make it budget-wise. Guess what? You know, a lot of parents are not providing their kids opportunities like this because they can't cover their expense. Some parents don't even send their kids to school when it's time for the pizza party or it's time to send their kids on the field trip or they use free lunches and subsidies for governments to pay for the lunch on the field trip because you'll go on the field trip. The field trip's free, but you got to send your kid with a lunch. They won't pay it. Sixth grade, seventh grade, they your kids are going to science camp. Kid, parent won't send them or they'll have to. Um, some schools will have to cover the cost for the kid. Uh, where parents didn't pay their half. 60, only 60% of the parents paid their half, and the school had to cover the rest. And parents aren't covering these costs. Summer camp, it's crazy. So um, these are the costs, and they, and they come up like crazy. All right, field trips, family trips, vacations. So those are the costs. Now, let me tell you what this doesn't include. Let's just say you wanted to send your kids to private school. This does not include that. If you send your kids to private school, start them off at Montessori and go all the way from pre-K all the way up to high school, you just doubled that number. You doubled it. If you move from Compton and move to Artesia and Artesia to Irvine, you just added another $100,000 to that number over the course of the kid's life because the rent just went up. Your rent's due, motherfucker. If your kid is a large growing, fast growing individual, you need to bump up the percentage. Bump up the percentage. So if your kid is a big ass offensive lineman and eats eight strips of bacon and, and grows through shoes and got a size 19, 20 shoe, your expenses just went up. And trust me, I sent my kids to private school, paid for it. My ex-wife act like she didn't know what happened. Never offered a dime. Still says I owe her money. It's a wonderful, wonderful world we live in. Okay. When you, that's just to get into school. That's just to pay for the school. Then there's a laptop fee, a iPad fee a lab fee, then the sports or extracurriculars, add $5,000 for the entire year for football, basketball, baseball, cheerleading, $5,000 a year for each sport. Uniforms, you pay for them. Shoes, you pay for them. You pay for the lunches. You pay for the lunch card. There ain't no free lunch card. Fundraisers, they're going to come up. All private schools operate on parent funding. So they're going to say, hey, you paid the tuition. Great. You paid the uniform. Great. You dropped them off. There's no bus. Great. But we're also doing a fundraiser. What do you mean a fundraiser? I've already paid tuition. I paid for the this. I paid for the this. We're doing a fundraiser too. Why don't you get your granny on the phone? Get your mama on the phone. You Oh, yeah. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Oh, don't forget about the book fair. Oh, the book fair comes up. You tied on your budget, and then here come the school. We having the book fair. You looking at your kids like, oh, shit. 
The kid runs up in the book fair on Monday, Tuesday. They come in Tuesday, Wednesday. Dad, you going to give me money for the books? Mama, you going to give me money? I want to buy a couple of books and posters and erasers and pencils. <laughs> All right. All for some books that they ain't going to read and posters they're going to rip up. Posters of kittens and dolphins and dogs. <laughs> that they ain't going to do. So anyway, but if you don't buy them books, you're encouraging your kid not to read. You know what I mean? It's it's these things add up. So that $300,000 for most parents who are two-parent household, doubling down, focused, and they're giving their kids opportunities, moving to nice areas, $300,000 ain't going to cut it. Three hundred k is not going to cut it. You're looking at four hundred, four fifty. dollars I mean, there's parents doing $500,000, each kid, each one. The basic parents' cost is $300,000, and they aren't even paying that. The government's paying that. Child support, the family court, subsidies, taxpayers, the school district. Most parents ain't even covering their portion of the kids. And I'm not talking about deadbeat fathers. I'm talking about mothers, too. They're not covering it. They're leeching the system. Yes, they are. The Debbie dads are, are missing out where they're not contributing into that. So most Americans, I would probably say, aren't even close to providing with their kids what they're supposed to be providing. Then let your kid want a car, transportation. Some people, what are parents going to say? I don't need to, I don't need to pay for a car. Yeah, braces, braces. That's another one. I always make fun of people, man. Fix your kids' teeth. It's your job to fix your kids' freaking teeth. And you're a dumb ass, you're a punk ass parent if you don't do it. That's my opinion. Put if your kid's teeth is jacked up and they get to adulthood and you didn't fix their teeth, you're a punk ass parent. That's how I look at it. You could have fixed their damn teeth. But no, you were shortcutting it through life and barely scraping by, but you have five kids. Well, that's your problem. But yes. Haircuts, haircuts, your, your son needs a haircut. What else? What else? If your daughter ha has hair, she's going to need hairdos somewhere around eighth grade. She's going to need haircuts. She's going to need, or if you have a black daughter, she's going to need to straighten her hair for a photo day or whatever sport she participate in. They're going to need to do the hair up. Medical bills. Uh, what was the other one here? Somebody talking about, yeah, haircuts for the prom, hairdo, prom dresses, homecoming, limousine, hotel. When I hear parents say they don't want to pay these things, this is what I'd be like, what did you have the kids for then? <laughs> like, <laughs> like the parents act like they're surprised when these expenses come up. What do you mean, homecoming dance? You ain't even even bought them toys yet. <laughs> you haven't even bought them books, toys, furniture in their bedroom. You haven't saved a dime for college. And then when the college comes up, well, I don't got to pay. When the college comes up, well, you better find a scholarship. When the college comes up and the mom spends the child support money, well, uh, I don't got none. Pal, call your daddy. Mm. He said, can't say yet yeah, us for the gorditas. 
See, these are the legacies that you want to pass on. But if you don't even cover this, what legacy are you talking about? The only way you can get a legacy out of this is if your kid turns into Kevin Durant. <laughs> your kid turns into KD. Oh, man. Now you or LeBron. Now you don't have to pay for none of this stuff. Nike, Adidas, Duke University, and all of them going to cover the cost. The AU coach going to cover everything. The everybody going to fundraise you. The church going to fundraise for your ass. Now. <laughs> he said, don't call me F them kids. Yep, class rings, letterman jackets. Bruh, they be, them expenses be flying in, flying in. And there's going to be some parents that say, man, I don't got to pay none of that stuff. I, I, that's why I'd be like, man, crazy. He says, I, he says, I projected about them kids burning money fast. They be burning money fast. School pictures. See, these expenses are, these hidden expenses are going to hit you when you're budgeting. You're going to be like, okay, I got $175 this week. And then the school, the school does not care. The school's going to send school pictures to you and they'll be like, oh, the school pictures came in. You got one, two, and three kids. They come up and say, we need to, um, we need to uh, buy pictures. And then you're going to get the notice. It's going to say by Friday, money check in by Friday. I worked in the school as a parent volunteer and parents used to bounce checks left and right. Bouncing checks left and right. Because they would buy the school pictures and ain't have no money in the bank. Then it causes all kind of confusion. School pictures be expensive as a mother sucker. And yearbook, yearbook be 175 bucks. And yeah, we ain't talking about video games. If your kids want, we ain't even got to toys. Toys is a whole nother thing, right? Video games and phones and please. Somebody says, my parents never bought pics. Exactly. Somebody says, why do we need the pictures? There we go. Do one day you're gonna want your kids' pictures. <laughs> Jesus. You know what I mean? You're gonna want them pictures, man. Trust me, you're gonna want the yearbook. The yearbook shit is gonna come up. Damn, I wish I had my yearbook. And you can't go back and get the yearbook afterwards. The yearbook's gone. <laughs> yearbook a scam in high school. Yep. Uh, I have only two of my yearbooks. But I, it's one of those things that when you don't get it, you wish you had it. You'll wish to flip through some shit. Okay, get the pictures, man. You're going to want the pictures. You're going to want the pictures. Like, when you take shortcuts like that, I'll be like, bro, don't take shortcuts on the pictures, bro. You need 25 bucks, I'll give you the 25. You need 75 bucks, I'll give you the 75 bucks, bro. I'll get you your kids' pictures. Get you your kids' pictures, man. Buy your kids' pictures, bro. Somebody said, use your phone. Or what you would do, what, what I was going to do, which I didn't do, uh, during COVID, the pictures got jacked up. But I was going to start, you could take your own school pictures, right? You could take your own school pictures. You could take professional pictures and all of that stuff. But people be taking shortcuts on kids' stuff that I'm like, dude, take a shortcut on yourself. Take a shortcut on yourself, please. Cheap-ass people don't want to do shit and just taking shortcuts where it's unnecessary. It is, it's unnecessary to take shortcuts where people be taking shortcuts. And it really cheapens 
your experience with your kid and the kid's experience being a kid. It cheapens it. Because you're sitting there going, everybody getting pictures on handout day. Hey, if you've been raised by a single mother, you know this. Okay. As a single mother, as a single mother raised kids, you remember when shit was going down and your mother didn't let you go to the book fair or order some books or order the school pictures or the yearbook. And then you were sitting in class and everybody started getting they shit and you had to sit there. You had to sit there like this. Why everybody opening they shit up and signing yearbooks and shit and you like. <laughs> Single mother raised shit. Where everybody got the field trip and they got the permission slip, slip signed. But they was like, Greg, you got to go to the office and hang out with the assistant principal all day. Why? Or the pizza party came, but you didn't put the 10 bucks in and you had to go to the other room where they was doing study hall and the kids was jumping off the desk, eating pizza and drinking juice boxes. But your selfish ass parented, your shortcut ass and your single mother raised your single mother asses out here. Didn't want to put in the 10 bucks for the graham crackers and the orange slices and the pizza party. So your kid got to go to the other room and you sitting over there. <laughs> Like this here, like this. Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> then you come back, ninjas got pizza sauce all over their face, laughing, sniggling. And you sitting up there like, and it doesn't just happen once. It happens five times a year to these kids. Five times a year. Like every time the dad, the kid even knows, he even knows not to even ask his mother for the money when it comes up. Damn, mama ain't going to have this money. Mama ain't going to have this money. I ain't even going to ask. So he don't even ask. And then he misses the pizza party. He come off the bus crying. Everybody making fun of his ass for bringing bologna sandwiches or having to eat bologna sandwiches while they was eating pizza. And then he come on crying. Mama say, why you crying, son? So why you crying? He's like, I didn't miss the pizza party because it's going to hurt his soul again. And mama say, baby, you didn't ask me to give you $10 for the pizza party. And then the son going to look up at his mother like, wait, it's barbecue. He going to look at his mother like, you bitch, you bitch. You know, good and damn good. God dang well, you bitch, you bitch, that you wasn't gonna get me no damn money for the pizza party. <laughs> Baby, you should have asked me. Babe, mama, I didn't miss the last eight pizza parties. You bitch, you bitch. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? This is what single mothers mostly do to their kids. And of course, let's throw the deadbeats in there. This is what shortcut parents do to their kids. And then you want to talk about legacy. Your kids ain't getting out of the block. They going to be at the boys and girls club up until eighth grade. And boys and girls club going to be like, we can't take them next year in ninth grade. So your kids going to be running the street being nobodies while you cutting corner ass parents. Then your kid. You wonder why your kid hates you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you, you patting yourself at, on the back as a parent. And you ain't checked in no money. And you child support collecting parents, 
go walk, take a long walk off a short pier because let me tell you about you. Okay, you child support collecting parents. You, by definition, are the biggest deadbeat of them all. Yeah, we could talk about the deadbeat daddies and the single mother struggling and the two-parent household struggling, taking shortcuts, but the child support collecting payment parents are the ones who double dip. They double dip. This is what they do. <laughs> Let me tell you what they do. Child support collecting parents will go to the court, take the child support, and then when the pictures come, the field trip form, the extracurricular comes up, them child support parents don't want to pay from their child support money. These are the biggest losers of them all. They be, they worse than the deadbeats. They then tell the dad that the kid needs shoes and the kid needs a haircut. Or when the dad pays for the haircut, they don't pay the half of it. They ignore the shit. They ignore it. They, oh, well, thank you for doing what you're supposed to do. When the dad pays the shoes, they don't kick in half. And then when they kick in half, they're like, well, you need more shoes. They double dip when the school, when there's pictures that need to be, when there's pictures, the mom will pay for her pictures, but not pay for the dad damn pictures. And he paying the child support. The mom will pay for the pictures out of the child support and don't get no pictures to the dad. And she'll say, well, you should need, you need to buy your own pictures. Mm. These bitches are the worst. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. The absolute goddamn worst. They're the worst parents of them all. They're, they're worse than the beats. They got the deadbeats beat by a country mile. They double dip. The child support is spent on them overwhelmingly, and they will count rent in child support. Well, I got to put a roof over the kid's head. Your rent's due, motherfucker. These are bottom-feeding individuals. They're the worst. And then when you go in, you be like, well, you owe me. She'd be like, you owe me. Huh? Huh? Yeah, this is it. Y'all ain't ready for this, man. Y'all ain't ready for this. Because look, I got somebody in here. Hit me with the three famous words. Bye bye. We ain't hitting you here. You ain't hit. You ain't hitting in here with that. See, she that was a hit dog hollering. She tried to come in. Hit dog tried to come in. Oh, no, baby. You parents are short changing your kids. Hundred <laughs> percent. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. They tried to come in all oh, now. After all of this, the hit dogs, the hit star dog star hollering. You ain't gonna holler in here while I'm calling you out for being who you are. Uh-huh. So anyway, if you want a legacy out here and you can't even give your kids this bare minimum. How in the hell is your kid going to have a legacy? What are you going to leave behind for this kid at the end of the day when you can't even parent them until they're 18? What are you going what are you what legacy are you talking about? <laughs> Here we go. What? Get him, daddy. Please. I got to tell you about yourself sometimes. Let me get these super chats. Shout out to uh, JC, not me, coach. He says, I caught the iron pimp. Wait, he says, I caught the iron pimp to swim class. What is that, the bus? 
<laughs> they put you on the bus. Get your ass on the bus. Hey, some of us, listen, not everybody's going to have the same experience. But it is what it is. All right. LaWar Moore says, Coach, welcome back. Glad to see you made it back safe. Shout out to you and the almighty coach gang. Oh, the humanity. Oh, the humanity. Target says, but coach, she gave you life and has a job. Thank you. Thank you for giving life. Dear mama. Target says, watching your live streams made me realize that I made the mate right decision not going to college against the advice of every single adult in my life. Yeah. I mean, college is not for everybody, but you better do something. I don't suggest that you just sit around, be a manager at Subway, go to trade school, uh, learn the code. There's way many options for young people today other than college. Uh, Aaron says, I remember ordering a $150 class ring. knowing my parents didn't have the money. I went to the room where everyone was picking up the ring and I saw my beautiful class ring. The counselors and the teachers looked away for a second and my ring vanished. He says, I still wear from time to time, 15 years later, and laugh. Mm. Eli, I'm getting that ring. Yep, those, man, those things be adding up. Oh, what about this one? College visits. Some people don't know about this. Do you know these suburban parents that be aggressive about getting their kids into college? They take their kids from sophomore year, junior year, and beginning of senior year to visit colleges on their own expense. We're not talking about athletes. They will already have that shit whittled down. Y'all dumbasses in the senior year like, huh, what? They take their kids. During spring breaks, summer breaks, fall breaks, and they'll be like, okay, we're going to visit University of Washington, Oregon, and uh, Cal Berkeley. And they go on the plane, get their kid. They set up the tutor. I did that for my kids. And I got no credit for it. I got no credit for it. Took my daughter to all these colleges, walked her on the campus, met with people. She rebelled on it. Told my ex-wife. My ex-wife said it was stupid. I got the text message. Said it was stupid. She was like, that's so dumb. Why would he do that? <laughs> I swear to God, though. Oh, we're going to get y'all. Hey, I'm going to be able to reveal a lot more in a little bit. Yo. For real. It's real. And then when people go, what? Well, I, we don't need to do all that. Guess what? When your kid ends up later on, how come you didn't do that for us? All right, Schedule P says my kid's private school tuition went from $1,200 to $1,800 a month next year. He says when the price increase happened, the ex didn't even offer to chip in one red cent. But I guarantee you, if she buys two hamburgers at In-N-Out, she's going to say you owe her $7. She's going to say you owe her $7. But when these increases come up, they stay quiet as a church mouse. They don't say shit, and then you pay for it, and they still call you deadbeat. They'll be like, ah, you don't need to pay, and you need to pay. You need to pay half the insurance, and you need to pay for this, and you owe me 18 bucks. Uh, you owe me this. I had a copay at the doctor. You owe me. And then you're like, I paid the, I paid the difference between the increase. I paid it outright. Well, you should pay for it, or you didn't ask me to pay for it, or that doesn't count. I don't need to pay for it. 
You didn't tell me how to do it. I've heard it all. I've seen it all, brothers. There are some parents doing this, and they are these are the worst parents on earth right now. Deadbeats aren't even close. These parents that do that stuff right here. These are the worst people on earth as parents. They're the worst. There's that. There's nobody that can tell me the worst. It's crazy. All right. Aaron says, uh, oh, I got you already. Because what you're doing is you're saying, I'm not going to contribute to the actual cost of raising a kid. What I'm going to do is I'm going to try to find every way that everybody else is going to pay. But I'm the best parent. Right? Everybody else is going to pay for this, though. King of Spades, he says, did you get rid of the note button? Nope. There it is. I did it. Nope. Hit the like button. Somebody said, this is my kid's mom 100%. How many times have you taken your kid? If you have a boy and you took him to uh, get a haircut, how many times has, or ladies, if you have a son and you took your kid for a haircut, how, how many times have you been like, hey, has the other parent saw the haircut and said, you know what? Let me chip you in 15 bucks. How many? I can guarantee you if you're a man and you took your kid for a haircut, I can guarantee you that the mother has never, ever paid for half the haircut or you got your kid's hair done, your daughter. I guarantee you they never came back was like, thanks, and I'll give you a half of it. How much did it cost? Zero times. But they'll be up there asking for child support. <laughs> they'll be up there when, when it's time to pay for college. Oh, well, you pay for it. I ain't paying. I can't pay it. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God. And they'll fight every way. They'll fight you. They'll fight you tooth and nail to not pay it. You go into court and say, well, I actually covered these expenses. Well, those don't count. <laughs> you're like, whoa. And you're like, what? what? Hold up. Why don't these expenses count? Because these people are parasites. They're losers. They, they think they, they don't have to cover this. And even if you pay them child support, they still will say you have to pay for it. You're like, wow. It still won't pay you half. It still won't pay you half. You're like, wow, I, you got a check, but then let them buy their kid a jacket with your child support money. Let them buy your kid a jacket with the child support money that you sent. Guess what? Somebody says, solution, don't expect the other side to pay anything. That's what men do. We don't expect it. But of course, we're blindsided when they don't, when they don't give us two of the school pictures that she paid for with the child support money. We're blindsided. We're flabbergasted. We're like, wait a minute. Yeah, don't expecting them is one thing. But then when they act selfish about some shit that they bought, they bought the kid a jacket. Then they're like, I had to pay. I had to pay extra for the jacket. Or they act like they're the hero when they buy the jacket. You're like. Yeah. You see what I mean? You're struck. You're like the. Uh, you're in awe. You're taken back. Like, oh, we doing that? Yes, they're doing that. 
Oh, and don't forget, sometimes you'll pay for the school pictures, but the pictures arrive. The kid, the school hands it out when you don't have custody, so it goes to the mother's house. Guess what? You ain't getting them pictures. And you bought them. You bought them pictures. But the kid, it went on the bus and it went to the mother's house. Then you call up and you was like, um, hey, the pictures that I bought, they went to your house. She's going to say, I didn't get the pictures. I didn't get them. What you talking about? You'd be like, no, nah, listen. She was like, no, I bought these pictures. You know, good and damn well, she didn't buy them pictures. She said, these are the pictures I bought. You're like, listen, you might have bought some pictures, but I know some other pictures went home with them. I didn't get them. <laughs> when I tell you women do this, people cannot believe it. My mother couldn't believe it, and I had to show her. I had to send her to my ex-wife house to pick up the pictures. <laughs> then by the time my mother got the pictures from my ex, she was flabbergasted. She came back from the house because I told my ex, I said, I'm coming to get those pictures. She didn't know my mother was in town. She thought I was coming to the door. So she was going to play some bullshit. But then when the door knocked, she opened the door and my mother was sitting there. She was like, oh. Then I was like, what'd she do? She said she went scrambling and looking, looking for the pictures. And then she eventually found them. Oh, I think I found them. But then if I showed up, she would have said, I ain't got them. Go kiss my ass and call the police. But my mother showed up at the door and she couldn't bullshit her. So she ended up having to give her the pictures. And I was sitting in the parking lot. I was sitting in the parking lot. Yeah. You bitch. I was yeah, like, bitch. you didn't know that was going to happen, did you? <laughs> yeah. I'm smart with this shit. I'm like, man, I'm going to be a step ahead of you, bro. But they do shit like that, man. And then when you bring it up, who hurt you, coach? And you do this. This is a, a death by a thousand cuts. They do these things all the time, every week, every month, every year. You do one time. They in there trying to drag in the court. I swear to God, man. People know, man, I be playing chess with these people. But women do this all the time, all the time. It's not just my ex. I do. I know a lot of people be doing this, getting away with this. And then they be calling you the problem, bro. Somebody said, coach, you ain't missing a beat. How many men, just so people know, how many men have been putting up with this. Just so you know, it's not me. Because people think this is just me, and I just got a bad one. Put in here how many people put up with this shit. Put, just let me know. Let me know. Go on the both channels. Let them know that we aren't the. I'm not the only one. This is common tactics. Common, common tactics. This is what they do, and they get away with it all the time. Oh, I I even had one time um, these, I think there was like a, my kid was playing flag football. I'm the coach. No, no, this time I wasn't the coach. Uh, sometimes I wasn't the coach. Th the, there was another guy coaching. Same thing happened with the uh, football pictures. Football pictures came. Um, she already got in the coach's ear. She was like, oh, it's picture day. She was like, make sure I get the pictures. Make sure you hand the pictures to me. The dumbass coach, like men, simps, he listens to he listens to the mother. Because if I would have went to him and said, give me the pictures before you give it to the mother, he wouldn't have done it. But the mom goes over there, hey, give me the pictures. She gets the pictures. He First pictures he hands out was to her. I'm watching. 
I'm on the sideline like this. He goes right to her, hands her the photo, and she goes and sits next to another mother. I was like, here we go. I paid for the photos. <laughs> so what do I do? I ain't about the bullshit. I go right over there and I snatch the pictures out of her hand. And then she went, oh! next to the other mother who she been bending her ear about I'm a deadbeat and I'm a piece of shit. So now they saw me go snatch the pictures. See, see him, see, see. I'm like, bro, these people are children with breasts, bro. They're children with breasts. You got to deal with that shit. Yep, she was a victim. Then see, see how he yelled at me. See how he treated me. See how his abuser. And then what I did was, because I knew pictures were coming, I had scissors. I cut the pictures down the middle, put the ones in, and I handed her the rest of them. I just took half of the pictures. I didn't even take all of them. I already brought the scissors. I cut them right down the middle, put them in the bag, and I gave them back to her. There, you can get half of them. <laughs> I'd be a step ahead of these fools. But I saw her go up to the coach prior to that and say, she she was like, as soon as the box came, he was the that was the first one he handed out. I'm like, man, these people, man, they think this shit is just, it's crazy. But guys, this is legacy stuff. This is legacy stuff. Do not play checkers with these people. Play full chess and don't be <laughs> and don't be ashamed. Don't let them try to shame you with the bullshit. Somebody says same here, one for me, one for the moms. He says and one he says one for me, one for moms and give it a rest. Here you go. Yep. You, I don't even need 5 10 pictures. I just took half of them and just said here here you go. You deal with the rest of them. I don't care. Shout out to, <laughs> but it's stuff is predictable behavior. Shout out to uh, Mr. C73. He says, coach, I'm putting away $16,000 for college summer programs after my son's sophomore and junior year. Shout out to you on that one. Congratulations. It costs and it will pay off. It will pay off. Shout out to the, re the reform Ray Ray. He says, he says, oh, the humanity. Blue Baggin says, my daughter's mother called me a deadbeat and I have full custody. Dude, mm. <laughs> that's how it works, bro. That's how it works. Dude, you can do, you can be giving your kids paradise and they will find a way to discredit you. Again, the reason why being a father is harder than being a mother is because one mistake in your fatherhood's challenge, your parent is a challenge. One, it only takes one. A woman can have a hundred mistakes. Oh, you poor princess warrior, you queen. He says she kicked the bucket a few months ago. Not going to lie, I kind of sniggled. He says Kanye shrug. You say, hey, man, I can't control the Lord's plan. If you got to go, you got to go. Sorry, not sorry. Rusted junk, some of y'all call me corny, but the safest way to a legacy is going to the Subaru dealership. If you get mad at me, you should get mad at yourself for not having get good enough credit 
to get one, let alone raising a child. Play me the troll song. Indeed. Shout out to the trolls. <laughs> All right. King of Spades, I took the child support paying deadbeat dad route coach. He says, I'm new. He says, I knew I couldn't win being a OTR driver. Oh, you're on the road driver. So you, you're on the road. Yeah, man. Hey, one of the things that you will find out, too, is if you say, okay, put me on child support, and then you you pay the child support, guess what? <laughs> guess what they're going to do now? You know what they're going to blame you as? You guys put it in the chat. Guess what they're going to say now? If you say, all right, cool. All right, I'll, I'll pay the child support. You know what they're going to say next? Go ahead and put down what they're going to do next. It's it's like it's like um it's like a guarantee. It's like a layup. SAU says I paid last week $1000 for a birthday party, like 650 for school, costumes, food. He says then on Friday I got a text from my ex-baby mama saying that I owed her money and I was not a good father. Clown world. Exactly. Mm. Yep. Clown world. You guessed it, guys. Debbie, he ain't never here. He left us. He's an absentee dad. He left. He don't want to be here. He don't want to see his kid. He's not there for this. You like, man, what you what what you want, man? What you want? You want the money? Because every time I'm there, what, what you want? How many fathers have gone through none of this? Put one in the chat. If everything we're saying today. Somebody says, you're describing my life. He says, he says, this is my life. Put a one in the chat if you don't know what I'm talking about. If you think I'm making this up. If you make, if you think I'm making this up, put a zero in the chat if you're like, what the hell are you talking? Put a one in the chat if you think this is impossible. Yep. Brown 310, thank you for your contributions. Thank you for your contributions. There's one guy that says, yeah, this is this is this is foreign to me. This can't be possible. Put a, another number in the chat. It, it, otherwise, oh, he said, "My bad." This is common. Well, we. This is why. Uh, uh, what what's his name? Mister Palmer says, "Baby mama terrorist." This is baby mama terrorist tactics. And guys, there's no recourse. There's no. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. You can't punish her. You can't go tell a judge. You can't hire an attorney. They don't give a rat's ass. Trust me. There's nothing. Even if you took her in and said all of these things and you're like, I did this, I did that, and she's not doing, they ain't going to do nothing. Your mother ain't going to care. Her mother ain't going to care. Her mother ain't going to go hide. Her mother ain't going to know hide nor hair of what you're talking about. She's going to be like, you're lying. You haven't done anything. SAU says I raised I was raised by a single mother. She was a cheap ass mom. Then kicked me out at 19. I lived in the park homeless for three days. This parent set you these parents set you up for failure. I swear I barely made it. Now I know better. And he living better now. Coogee sweater now. Let me check Venmo. Let me check Venmo. And then when dudes hop on the internet and say these things, they be like, nah, all right, where we at? Venmo needs some love. Oh, yeah. Thomas says 53 and free agent lifestyle for life. Thank you for all the knowledge. Clee MD, did I get you? He says it's crazy how some people have been conditioned to turn on the tears and to turn a situation around. Crocodile tears. They always look shocked when you keep the same energy even after the tears 
start flop following. Exactly. I'm always like, I don't give a damn with the, about them tears. Dr. Thunder says, what's up, coach? Check this out. All right. I'll try. I can't click the link. All right. MD, word coach. Hold on for a second. He says, word coach paying 3000 a month in child support. Damn. Like, what kind of money are you making? He says, paying all my kids' school fees, insurance, school lunches, clothes, etc. Dude, you'll put money on a lunch card. She ain't there. And then when it's her turn, she's going to say, you owe me half. And you put it on three out of the four weeks. But he says, school lunches, clothes, etc. X says, you owe me for paying for daughters, the daughter's volleyball. After I paid thousands to take her to a national tournament for four days. They do not care, bro. They do not care, man. They are some, they are interesting characters. For some reason, their Excel spreadsheet does not count when you do shit. Oh, there's another one. And then also, 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 you, um, when you pay, you don't announce it to her. <laughs> That's the funny thing about it. When they do something, they want to be like, look it, I did something. When you do something, you're like, okay. And you don't even want to contact your ex. You're like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to bring up anything because you know what the argument is going to be. Clean MD says CGA has a scarcity mindset on yearbooks, but has a camera in his pocket. Do yearbooks and camera, uh, your yearbooks and photos are two different things. Um, most of the time you go to your yearbook, you do not go look at your picture. <laughs> You're looking at everybody else's picture. You're looking at 10 years go by. You're about to go to your reunion. You're looking at your, you're looking at the high school team and the track team and the girl that hit you up for 10 years ago. And memories. You're not looking at your picture. I don't know the last time I went to my yearbook and looked at my picture. You're looking at everybody else's picture. You're looking at the girl you wish to fornicate with. You're looking at the girls you fornicated with. You go into the names and the clubs and the that's what you're doing with the yearbooks. All right. Anyway, look, man. My opinion, if you're going to cut corner on things, why that? Like, there's a bunch of things to cut corners on in life. Like, why that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like. Let's not argue, well, we don't need that. Like, there's a bunch of things you can cut corners on. Doing stuff like that makes me go, why? Like, why? Why argue cutting corners on that? There's a bunch of shit you can be like, well, I don't need that. Because I guarantee you, you spent money on some other bullshit. But then when that came up, oh, I don't need it. Come on, man. We got to do better as people, as human beings. We got to do better as human beings because it's not you. It's your kids. It's your kids' memories. It ain't It ain't about you. Go on and pay the bill. And maybe five times out of the kid's life, it was worth it to have it. You know what I mean? Damn, y'all. Y'all got McMansions and shit and running around here cutting corners on yearbooks, y'all. But y'all bought drinks and shit and partied and you bought four locos. And you bought 40 ounces OE and you bought weed that week. But now we talking about this shit and we want to cut corners. I, I don't get I don't get that mindset. I don't get that mindset. You smoked weed that week, didn't you? Yes, you did. <laughs> All right. 
Dudes be like, weed, yearbook, weed. <laughs> All right, anyway, Paul Angelo says, when was the last time you saw you know who? I'm not going to talk about that yet, but that's coming up. That's coming up. Where are we at here? Mr. Smith says, thank you, coach. Free agent lifestyle for life in here. Yep, they went to Starbucks in at, at eight in the morning and three in the afternoon, but no yearbooks. Yeah, we don't need that. But I went you went to Starbucks every day that week, twice a day. We we got to stop, man. <laughs> we got to stop with this bullshit ass. Let's let's, you know, if you don't want to do it, don't want to do it. That's that's one thing. Just say I don't want to do it. All right. Yep. Closet full of shoes and shit. Extra pair of jeans. But nope. Yearbook. We don't need no shit like that. Nah. But you ate steak. You ate steak with the 30% fat in it. You got lobster tail and king crab legs that week. But nah. Just buy the damn book. <laughs> All right. You go home. Or don't buy it, but don't sit up in here and be like, well, you got a camera. Where we at? He says y'all slamming that 30% fat. For real. I bet you you took a fat girl on a date as a single daddy, but then when the yearbook came up, you said you didn't have the money. But she went in a claim jumper and Applebee's that week, and you bought her two beers. Oatmeal Danny, me, and L.A. Zorro have some bum-ass moms, right? Bum. Bum parents, man. Bums. And, and here's the thing, though. If you don't want to do any of these things, fine. Just be a bum. You know what I mean? Just be a bum-ass parent. But now I want to hear about he says, Coach, you're right. He says, I'll always end up saying, I bought a Coke at the corner store. Rat costs more than that. All right, the corner store rat costs more than that. Let me see. Did I get these two guys? And I still, let me make sure I got everything here. King of Spade, I took the, oh, I got you already. He took the child support paying right, route. But of course, they called him you a deadbeat. Mr. Jacob says, what's your advice on how to handle the pettiness of the opposition? Deal with it. Deal with it. Let them ruin your kids. They're going to blame you anyway. I know a guy. I talked to a guy. He's probably now 60. Let me see. I'm 47. Yeah, this man is probably close to 60 years old. I knew him when he was, uh, maybe he's older than that. He might be older than that. Because I knew him when he was a single father of a friend of mine. So put it like this. I kind of relate to older people than younger people. But I had a young friend. Um, I was a senior in high school. This guy was a freshman. And we played sports together. And we were kind of cool together. We were, were few black kids in the suburban neighborhood. So we related. And um, to make a long story short, he moved with his father in ninth grade or eighth grade from New York. The father's in California. I meet the kid. And then I meet the dad. I am actually have a cooler relationship with the dad, right? Because I'm a mature I'm a mature kid. Put it like this. I recently talked to the man and I talked about my situation and he was like, he was like, Greg, 
He was like, listen, I'm 60-something years old. My son is approaching 40, and he had a daughter who was older than the son. His daughter's like, you know, uh, you know, 40-something, and I think she got married and divorced, has kids. He said, to this day, the daughter and the mom still blaming him for how their lives turned out. Still. And it's been 30-something years. When he said that, I was like, dude, guys, there's no end to this shit. Remember, I showed you the woman. She was 52 years old, selling peace leave. She was a junkie. Her dad was a pastor, a disciplinarian. He cut hair. He was in the military. He was like a teacher. He had four jobs. And this bitch selling peace leave for $5 at 52 and a junkie. That woman had the nerve to be blaming the father for her condition, and the dad was dead 15 years. <laughs> Guys, there ain't helping losers. When they got a loser mentality, it's going to go on forever. She had <laughs> Remember I showed that, and she was like, he was strict and demanding, bruh. Bruh, he said, how do you handle it? Ninja, put up with the shit. Wait till they turn into adults and wish they ass good luck. Because they going to need it from that point, bruh. If your kids co-sign anything on that end, somebody said, hit that, uh, send the asteroid. Well, I have news for you, gentlemen. Take a look at this. 2046, you getting the asteroid. Yes, indeed. You think this is, yo, 2046, you getting it. Where is it at? Somebody said, how do you deal with the pettiness? It's going to be a part of your life forever unless they get their mind straight. If they don't get their mind straight, like I told you, that gentleman said, since the day I knew him, and it's been 30 years, he's like, man, they still on some petty shit. Still, and they are grown-ass adults. But there y'all go, man. It's being sent. <laughs> you hope maybe they snap out of it. You better hope. But uh, Dr. Dre's daughter. Dr. Dre's daughter. Remember, we told you the story about Dr. Dre. Okay. Dr. Dre had a daughter. From, uh, I think, his oldest daughter. He's a billionaire. He's making it. He's got his DJ and shit. Dr. Dre's daughter is delivering Uber Eats or some Lyft shit. And Dr. Dre's daughter was calling him a deadbeat because he stopped supporting her. And the woman was like 35 or 40 with four kids living in the car or something crazy like that. And Dr. Dre's daughter was throwing him under the bus. Gentlemen. <laughs> Gentlemen. Yo, if they don't snap out of it, you're going to be dealing with that shit forever. Dr. Dre couldn't even avoid it, and he was moved on. Dr. Dre's daughter, she was 38. Dr. Dre's daughter, Uber. Or what was she doing? Uber Lyft, Uber Eats. Here it is right here. This is I reported on this at the time. 
Listen to it. Listen, this is what this is what they guys. If you if you don't, if you catch a bad one or they don't get it, Dr. Dre's eldest daughter. This was in 2001. This is kind of while he's going through the divorce. So he's getting a double whammy. Dr. Dre's eldest daughter, 38, reveals she's homeless, living out of her SUV rental, rental, and hasn't received a dime from him for 18 months, despite repeated pleas for help. Now, what they forgot was Dr. Dre's daughter threw him in, under the bus. Dr. Dre's daughter threw him under the bus in the media. They forgot that part. And Dr. Dre said, oh, word? Well, you're 38. I've been helping you out for the last 20-something years. And he cut her off. He cut her off. He was like, oh, okay. You threw me under the bus. I cut you off. Then when she probably said, screw you, and gave him the middle finger. And then he said, word. And then when she started, it start, time started getting rough. She started asking him for money again. And he said, F you. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Or he said, like I would say, I don't owe you shit. And guess what? She went right to the press and called his daddy a deadbeat at age 38. Gentlemen, this could happen to anybody, bros. Could happen to anybody. He's asking me, how do you deal with the pettiness, bro? It's going to be a part of your life, <laughs> right? Dr. Dre, the dude is damn a billionaire. Says right here, the single mother of four. She in the back of an SUV rental doing uh, DoorDash and Uber Eats. Four kids. I guarantee you, I guarantee you she got custody of them kids. And the, dad, the, the father of those four kids is probably multiple fathers. Don't have any of custody. But she living in the back of an SUV rental, brothers. You see what I'm saying? Like, what do you guys do, man? I'm trying to help y'all out. Free agent lifestyle. SAU says, dealing with my ex-baby mama, my toxic mother has given me tre tremendous mental strength and patience. Yes. Tremendous. Uh, let me see here. Mr. Mr. No Government Name, a coach, us military guys, feel all of your family court pain. He says, I'm 30 and active duty army recruiter and uh, dine here and dine here in H-Town and got put through the courts immediately after I initiated the divorce after being separated for three years and a four-year marriage. After starting to listen to you in 2021, I was hearing too much truth. He says, the biggest scam I've re realized is paying child support throughout a summer while the kid is with you. My boy is seven, and I'm giving him your book at 18, Free Agent Lifestyle for Life. Boy, there is no bigger, there's no bigger scam than having custody and then still paying child support. I've been in that situation. I've been in that situation, and she fought it. <laughs> I was like, literally with 100% custody, and she was like, nah, you still need to pay me child support. She didn't even stop it. Guys, we say these things, and the court want to punish you for talking about these things. I be taking a tremendous risk. It's crazy. This is when people try to use child support and be like, child support is about this. And literally, you'll have custody of the kid, and the kid will be with you all summer, and she'll be like, you didn't pay your child support. You're like, 
Hold up. Kids not even with you. So you still owe me child support. See, child support is not for children. Somebody says, you, yeah, oh, by the way, you can pay child support with 50-50, but I got into a situation where I had the, I 100% custody because she had an issue where she had to go disappear for about close to a year. And she fought me to stay on child support. She hired an attorney to keep me paying because she said at one point, she knew she was coming back. She knew she was coming back. So she knew if, she, if it got stopped, she could never restart it again. So instead, she said, just keep paying it until I come back and then keep paying it when I get back. <laughs> I kid you not. Guys, I'm not the only one that goes through these things. Trust me. But the courts do not want me to share these things with you. There's a tremendous risk for men who are in these situations for sharing them. We take the risk. We take the risk, but I do this for you. So, you know, that this could happen to you legacy ninjas with relative ease. They do it with no, no disregard. They do it. They do it at the expense of their children. They do it at the expense of their children. And at the end of the day, they still call you the deadbeat. At the end of the day, they still be like you the deadbeat. You're the worst father ever. 50 Cent. Yeah, 50 Cent been through it. Doctor, we show you. This is why I come on the show every day. Day after day after day after day, I show you story after story after story. And I tell you mine. <laughs> I tell you mine and I show you. And they still, there's the, the rest of society still thinks that this is untrue. And it's crazy, man. But we got to do this for you, brothers. All right, shout out to Clee MD. He says, told my ex tonight, I'm going to discipline this boy. If you try to take that, uh, take that to court, you are signing, a, you are, you are signing his fate? Uh-oh, what? He says, I'm going to discipline this boy. He says, if you take this to court, you're signing his fate? Uh, yeah, well, one of the things, that one of the biggest handcuffs that they put on you is if you discipline your child, um, they will frame it as abuse. Thus, it handcuffs you as a father, right? So that's the threat. Okay. Um, L. Jacob says, was inspired by your trip to Europe. I just booked my flight to the Philippines from November to February. God dang, man. That's a long trip. But congratulations to you. Yeah, we giving, this is the Lord's work. Shout out to Joshua. He says, you told my story, free agent lifestyle for life. <laughs> I'm one of the only human beings on earth that is doing this type of work, right? Against all odds, against pressure, against threats, against cancellation, against scared people, against the NWO, against new, feminism, new, new, new against order. monkey simps. I'm the one putting my neck out here against winning my kids, against losing my kids, against painted as a villain, against, yo, we doing it. I'm revealing the truth. People don't like it, <laughs> All right? And I gives a damn. Shout out to Rob says, legacy is a myth, only death, decay, and destruction. 
and taxes. That too. JC's My Kids get top-level treatment paid for Montessori, trips to Disney, hobbies, and top on top of child support. I'm done paying in June, and she still wants more child support. Of course. Hey, and another thing about pictures, take pictures of your kids. When you're with your kids, take pictures of them. Because you never know when the, the it's the last day you will see them. All right? You never know. Not only that, um, your kids will forget the memories. Not only that, if they ever call you a deadbeat, pull the pictures out. <laughs> right? Mm. Pull the pictures at Disneyland. Pull the pictures up at tutoring. Pull the pictures up at martial arts class. Pull the pictures up at the uh, orchestra event. Pull up. You know what I did? I actually made yearbooks. I need to show you these yearbooks. I made yearbooks of my kids when they were young ages, up until they got to middle school, because by then they didn't want people to take pictures of them. They were like, oh, don't take pictures of me. So all the pictures look like this of them. You know what I mean? They just ruined the pictures. But I made yearbooks, and my kids will, speaking of yearbooks, my kids, when they were at my house, they will, I have them on the table. They go get those yearbooks, and they're always looking at them because what you have to remember as a parent, it's not a scrapbook. It's a book that you make on the computer. It's a scrapbook, essentially, but it's not copy. It's computer-generated. Because what you have to remember is even if you're a father or a mother and you're struggling trying to get your kids and uh, pay for them and maybe custody and child support, you got to remember they don't remember everything you've done. Matter of fact, if they're under the age of nine, by the time they get to be a teenager, they don't even remember stuff from when they're up to 11 and 12. They don't remember. Just remember when you were a kid. Do you remember everything you did when you were five, six, nine, ten? You don't remember. So they remember. And you also have it as evidence later on. Because as as with that's going to be big evidence. Because if there's ever a a chance that they try to frame you as something that 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 you're not, that you've never been a part of your kid's life and you were a deadbeat and all of this shit. Them yearbooks right there is your saving grace. All around my house for my kids, I have pictures of them that we went to SeaWorld and Disneyland and I went to their sports events. I have all their sports pictures up. I have their pictures of when we went to all the amusement parks, when we traveled and took vacations. I have them pictures. Up. So when they walk in the freaking house, there's no ifs, ands, and buts that I contributed. So if there's ever a way that they could try to frame that I wasn't there, look, look right here. Look at the yearbook. I got eight years worth of yearbooks right there. There it is right there. If they ever sell you and they go on the internet or they do saying and they call you a deadbeat, look at this. Look at it. Look at all these yearbooks. Look at all these trips. Look at all these times I was at the school function. Look at the times I went to the orchestra, the band production, the dance event. Look at all the times that I did it. Look at all that time. Boom. Look at all this shit. Look at all the, the, the things I paid for. Look at the time we went to Target and got a bag full of school expenses. Remember when I took you to get your first iPhone? Picture of that. I got you your first laptop, your first bike, your first rollerblades. Boom. Pull that shit out and say, look at that. Yep, I'm such a bad guy. I'm such a deadbeat. You know what I mean? They ain't never going to catch me slipping. So I got these yearbooks. They don't never go away. 
I'm going to show you yearbooks. Uh, remind me tomorrow about the yearbooks. JC says, Mike, oh, I got you already. And my man said he paid for all of that on top of child support. Guess what? He says, but you kind of still got to use uh, up time. I don't know what that means. Keep them receipts. They take you to court, bring them yearbooks in. And they'll, they'll try to not let you show the damn yearbooks. They'll <laughs> be like, I want to see that shit. Don't let them show them. You know, in many cases, you can't even go in with a, a pen of your kid's face on your. Like, if you're a dad and you say, I'm going to wear a pen of my kid's face on my shirt. They won't let you do it. They won't let you do it. They'll be like, no, nah, you can't wear that in here. And you'll be like, I'm just showing you love and support how much I love my kids. They'll be like, take that off. <laughs> After all of that, still a deadbeat. After all of that, still a deadbeat. Clem D, he says, this is the only free space. If we go down, we all go down. Indeed. Somebody said the worst thing about hearing CGA talk about this is uh, you can feel how much he loves his kids. Very sad. He's been not able to be the dad, the great dad. Oh, I also was the father of the year, awarded it twice. Man, there ain't never no case for that. But, um, but you know, the system is the system. But I go through this stubbornly to make sure you know. Uh, and I go through it to learn it. What they're doing is teaching me. What they're doing is teaching me. They don't realize this. They, Anytime they try to do something, I learn how the system works. And thus, I pass the information on to you or I'm able to counsel you. And I'm also able to know how the system works so I can know how far I can push. Right? Because I have the flexibility to do that. So I know how to file case paperwork. Right? Right here. I'll be filing stuff all the time. You guys don't know about this. I'll be filing stuff, typing stuff up. I don't need no lawyer. I don't need no lawyer to do that part. I just hired a lawyer to come in at the end. But as soon as they make a move, I'll be having to move. I'll be having the paperwork ready. So as soon as they move, I'll be like, look, you ready? Be keeping files, bro. So just know, man. <laughs> just know. I'll be having the paperwork ready on their ass. As soon as they make a move, I'll be like, bam, right with it. And they'd be like, wow. They'd be like, wow, whoa. And they don't anticipate it. And they're like, what, 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 what do we do now? And I'm just like, get your money out. It's about to be a fight. I ain't letting, I ain't letting you lay. I, I'm not a layover. You're not just going to walk over me. So. Somebody said, do a video on how you take notes. Dude, they're going to hand you everything you need to know. Every people, paperwork, every people, every every filing, they're going to give it to you. All you got to do is copy it. They're going to give you the playbook. They, they don't have any choice. Any lawyers in here, once they give you documents or serve you or file something, they literally give you the playbook. All you do is go, that's the form. That's the website. All you do is change. You copy the you copy the numbers. You copy the freaking names, and you click the boxes. Then you e-file and serve. <laughs> you serve it right back on their ass. They hit you, and you return the service back. 
But y'all be getting scared, man. Don't get scared. Don't ask me for no tax advice either. Coach, I got a letter from Child Support Court in Michigan. Says I owe zero and have zero arrear. Just my ex say I owe her five more years. Can she do that? Child support, what? So, yeah, she's going to take you to court, by the way. <laughs> How do you owe her five more years? I mean, you got the paperwork and keep all your paperwork, guys. Like, I don't know how where she's getting that from. Is that from arrearages? Potentially, if there's a gap in there, she might be looking for some arrearages. And trust me, she'll try to go in and get it, too. She'll try to go in and get it. So um, whatever you paid her or however you paid her, make sure you have a receipt, right? Cash apps, uh, money orders, whatever that gap is where she thinks there's a gap, make sure you go find out what gap she's talking about. But she can take you in. Doesn't mean she's going to get it. Remember, suing and getting it is two different things. Just because they take it to child support court don't mean they're getting it. Just because uh, uh, Tiger Woods' girlfriend sues him for $30 minute, million doesn't mean she's getting $30 million. She might get something, but you got to make sure you do. Somebody says, I don't. I haven't missed a single payment. She's still going to take you in. If she believes it, she's still going to take you in. So just be prepared for that. Just be prepared for that and get, and gather and collect all your records. Okay. Shout out to the coach gang. He says you need spreadsheets. And, man, we've been doing long-ass streams. So that means Friday is the last one. Shout out to the coach gang, and we'll be back for the weekend tomorrow. We out of here. Peace.